KISS 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendes. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz and Mocha. It's the Roz and Mocha Show. I can feel uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Hey, did you hear this uh, clip of the world's, uh, the singer with the lowest voice ever? What? So the a guy named Tim Storms holds the Guinness <laughs> World Record for hitting the lowest note. It registered a .0189 hertz. You want to hear him sing? This song called I something wild right there kind of scary yeah but i kind of like it yeah i kind of like it too i really do go hit your lowest note maury the lonesome room. did you know what is what's that first word lonesome <laughs> what's a lonesome what's a lonesome is that like a museum <laughs> okay hit the lonesome road again the lonesome road <laughs> down the road. Wow. Hey, Shem, come in here and give us your lowest. Shem's a, Shem's a real singer. It's going to put us all to shame. <laughs> it's true. The lonesome road. Sam, you, you, you sing, uh, Shem, you sing in where? You, you're part of a, a group, but you're also singing church, right? Yes. Yeah, my church choir. I'm the, I'm the uh, church choir director. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Shem is a professional. Singer, so hit us, hit us with your lowest. Am I singing Lonesome Road? Okay. Lonesome Road. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, your words yes, are please. the Lonesome Road. <laughs> the Lonesome Road. The Lonesome Road. That was Roz. Okay. Oh, wow. Jeez. The Lonesome Road. <laughs> now all of us together. Okay, we have to harmonize. Do you what? know how to harmonize, more Shem, can you explain harmony to Maury in in, in a few words? To Maury? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? Okay. okay. One, two, three. The Lord We all can't do the same notes. Okay, okay. okay. Do any of you know what harmonizing is? 
Okay, one more time. One more time. Okay, one more time. One more time. The lone team. Okay. I'll, I'll okay. go high. Thanks, more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. One, two, three. The Lonesium Road. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You know, what's up, dude? It's Roz and Mocha. Uh, I was just wondering if I, if I can request mouth straights. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Ross, I'm rooting for you. Well, I'm just, I've just given up on mouse charades. I, Why? I, I, I don't even find, I don't know. I've never, I, listen, you know me. I think you guys cheat and everybody, Who cheats? and everybody knows it. Who yeah. cheats? Ross, to fix this in. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Ah. I think people still come. I think people are starting to come around. You're just a sore loser. (laughs) See, this is why. You know what? I don't mind, actually, if you cheat. But what I do mind is when you cheat and then insult me. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's cheating, though. I don't understand. You both get the same sound. Okay, shut up. I feel like like Maury's giving the easy answers to Mocha. Well, Uh, I, I will say this. I know that they're all random. Like, I know that. Why okay. can I not, Noah, why can I not just be good at the game? You can be, but I feel like it fixes in for Oz. Thank you. Ah, no. Thank you. He's just no. terrible at playing the game. No, that, see, listen, again, man, I don't what? mind if you cheat, but you can't insult me too, okay? <laughs> cheating. You can't, okay. if you're cheating, this is yeah. the way you're supposed to act if you're cheating. No, uh, man, listen, there's, the fix not in. Just like you will win, like you'll you'll get there one. Like I need encouragement, right? Okay. No, so man, if you're cheating, you're going to win one day. Shut up, Maury. This is, see what I mean? This is a bad actor right there, yeah. right? <laughs> right? But now I know the fix is in because listen to Maury, right? Maury, you're the worst actor. Dude, I'm on IMDb. Him. You're, you, uh, who isn't on IMDb? <laughs> um, uh, you're the worst actor I've ever seen. No. Right? Okay, so be legitimate right now, yeah. Maury, and give me give me encouragement. So I've just told you that I think that the fix is in on mouse charades, and the, and the two of you cheat. Go. No, no, man, the, the fix not in. You're going to win, too. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a full lie. Right, thank you. You ever, you ever seen how somebody deliver a line? You could, like, you had six words to say, three of which you got wrong, and then you just stuttered <laughs> for half of it. <laughs> but I'm on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> what? In the description of Maury's IMDb? Yeah. Because I just wanted to see if it's true. Yeah. And it's true. He's there. Yeah. Right? There's there's a line in here that says Maury is a bit of a celebrity stalker. <laughs> 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 All right, yo, give us a couple minutes, Noah. Uh, let us get set up and we'll play oh, Mouse yeah. Rides, okay? Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It's a glorious day today, fellas. Roz, try to smile for a change. Oh, God. And now it's time for the game everybody loves to play. It's like charades, but you make the noise of clues with your mouth. It's mouth charades. So get ready, get silly, and start to make those mouth charades. Yay. Well, thank you for showing some enthusiasm, Ross. <laughs> you know how I feel about mouth charades. You love it. Yeah, okay. You guys get ready to cheat me out of another win. Oh, this is usually where Mocha recaps the score. It's like a thousand for me and zero for you, Wes. <laughs> Something like that. You just don't like losing. 
I know that. No, That's I why don't you're like so... losing. No, and I'll I'm tell sad. you, I'll tell you why I don't. Uh, it's not even that I don't like losing. Okay, is that I always get a lot of comments from fans who watch the videos we do, listen to this show, and they're always like, "Why doesn't Roz have to do any of the stuff like Snapped or anything like this?" And the difference is this: is that because. People who watch you guys do that yeah. feel empathy for you. Where people want me to do it because they want me to get hurt. <laughs> they I, want me to lose. I don't believe that at oh all. Oh my God. So I that, that, that is the all. answer to that. Uh, but yes, no, I've never won mouse charades. I'm I'm not I'm not good at it, but I'm not this bad at it, if you know what I mean. I know you're that bad at it. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> do we anyway. have time for the okay, game? So now? mouse charades, <laughs> mouse charades, very much like regular charades, only you can't pantomime anything. Thing, can't use your hands, can't use your body. Uh, the clues are only given with sound. By my mouth. By your mouth, Maury. And this is what you call monster rates. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Maury. <laughs> okay, anyway, so uh, I don't know who gets to go first based on... It's always you, because you're the loser. Okay, thanks. Uh, so you're going to get 20 seconds to give your answer. That 20 seconds starts on, with a... Well, starts okay, with a ding. You word. get 20 seconds of silence and then ends with a double bus, okay? Okay, okay. yeah, thanks. Ready? Yes. And go. <laughs> you're the, the, the joker. You're cold. You are... You're cold. You're freezing. You're, you are... I don't... I don't even know what that what is. What the hell is that? Hippo. Hippo? Or any other way you want to say it. Hippo. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard a hippo in my entire life make that noise. Hippo! Do you even know what a hippo sounds like? Yeah, but I was just picturing his tail spinning. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> this is Mouse Charades, everybody. It's the worst game ever. You can, you can feel free to leave and come back. <laughs> For me? <laughs> no, everybody listening okay, right now. you ready? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Tickling? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, get, uh, oh, boy, getting shot with like an airsoft gun. Oh, oh, um, uh, uh, it's a touching, um, oh. a caressing, having sex. Oh, oh hey, no. what was that? A light spanking. <laughs> <laughs> Had you got that, Mocha, it would have been the greatest day of my life. Had you recognized the sound of a light spanking, you're lucky you got that wrong. Had you immediately recognized the sound of a light spanking, I uh, you and me would have had to have a conversation. Okay, go on. Okay, is my turn now? Yeah. All right, great. Ready? Yeah. A ghost. A bit, like a little ghost, tiny ghost. A, a hippo ghost. You just did a hippo again. The ghost of a hippo. That is... What, what is that? Blue whale. Excuse me. A whale that is blue. <laughs> this Next is the word. worst game ever. Ready? Yes. Oh, an owl. That's not an owl. A bird of some sort. Flamingo. No, flamingo's a flamingo. That's an owl, dog. Not an owl dog, but that's an owl. A goose. Uh, oh. What? What? Canada goose. Shut your mouth. 
Shut just, up. Goose. Bro, I mean, no. Whether American or Canadian. I said you before got you hell no. I just threw out a book like a random yeah. word. Bravo, bravo. Why are you applauding? You're supposed to be impartial. I'd clap for you if you got one. Was Goose right? Canada Goose. Huh. Shut up. Go. What's the score? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, Ross? Yes. Ready, Maury? Yep. Whale. Killer whale. Is like a doom buggy, like a um, oh god, that is a like a, a, a furnace, a um, uh, that's an engine of some sort. You it's better an not engine. say light spanking. Whoa, it's, it's, so it's an dizzy. engine. It's a, it's, a, it's a heavy spanking uh, bulldozer. Oh my god! Oh my god! What you're upset that you didn't get? Yeah, like, how are you supposed to differentiate now you're that. that? It's that. Like I said, heavy engine, right? Like it shouldn't need to be as specific no, as what kind of engine. A bus has a heavy engine. Yeah, and, but and you said, and it's okay, not a so bus. do bulldozer. <laughs> now do bus. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> goose. Okay, <laughs> shut Canada up. Goose. Okay, go mocha. <laughs> okay, ready, Mark? Yes. Yep. Clicking your tongue, clicking your walking, dancing. Uh... Dancing, tap dancing. Yeah, That's shut up. is it? Shut, yeah. up. shut up, shut up. You're the worst. Also, more, you got to stop moving around. You're doing dancing shoulders while you're doing tap dancing. Oh, it's kind of hard not to. No, <laughs> okay, control your body, one man. One more, for Roz. One more, one more. Rosword, hang on. Ready? Yeah. That's the first thing you did today. What was the first one that I didn't get? I think it was like hippo or something. That was hippo. Singing hippo. That is a, like a trumpet. That's a trumpet. A bugle. A bugle. Bagpipes. Bagpipes. This game is the worst. That to me sounded like a trumpet. Thank you. Or at least a bugle. That's not bad. You it's just give me instrument. terrible clues. No, I'm, you give me terrible Mocha, clues. Mocha, what's this? Bagpipes. They're, well, look, <laughs> they're the worst. <laughs> the worst. You two suck. That's how you play Buster okay. Final score, yeah. Mocha 2, Roz 0. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey. Yo, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's your name? Adam in Chilliwack. Oh, Adam in Chilliwack, BC. All right. Uh, you're a hardcore Razamoka fan, and you've been listening to the What's podcast. On, so Adam? Adam sent us a text, and there's a couple of things I need to go over here. Yeah. Here's what Adam said to us. Okay. Just curious. Did something horrible happen to Roz as a child in Georgetown that left him sour to that place for life? Adam is talking about uh, Georgetown, Ontario, yeah. because it's in close proximity to Acton, Ontario, yeah. where Roz grew up. Let me finish. In an episode of your podcast dated August 5th of 2019 at the 92-minute mark, <laughs> after hearing a caller, Chelsea, say her and her boyfriend moved to Georgetown, did Roz spit while live on the radio? <laughs> also, on episode 178 at the 79-minute mark, Rachel says she's from Georgetown and Roz spits again. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder what's up with that. What, why, why have a problem with Georgetown? 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> it reminded me of Corner Gal. Okay. No, no. Hold on. Uh, so I will say this. Uh, so I have no problem with Georgetown. But growing up, okay, growing up, it was like, I don't even know how to say it because it sounds like it's something out of a movie where it's like the one town over. You know, it's like that town never really exists. Um, but like that, that one town over thing where the two towns hate each other. And when I was growing up, Acton didn't like Georgetown because we felt that Georgetown looked down on Acton and that uh, they were there was always like fights and people were always like doing battle with Georgetown and they had the movie theater and they had the McDonald's like they had everything else. And so when you were from Acton, you had no choice but to go to Georgetown for their, uh, you know, all their fantastic amenities. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't like us. You know, there was so so it, it, it was this kind of thing of like warring towns and my god if you were from Acton I got a girlfriend from Georgetown you'd never hear the end of it like you would never hear the end of it from who from people in Georgetown or people in Acton everywhere it's like you did not mix damn you did oh yeah that one that that one broke up with you because you moved to Georgetown (laughs) why you gotta bring up up the pain man Uh, but no, so that's the that's that's what happens when you grow up in Acton. And I don't know whether it's like that now. Maybe they've settled their differences and it's all just one big happy community. But, you know, you would get on that go bus at the Mazda uh, dealership in Acton because that was the only stop. And you'd get on that bus and go to Georgetown to go to a movie and you'd start sweating when you crossed over that line. Like when you saw <laughs> when you saw the sign, like you're now entering Georgetown, you'd start sweating. You're like, am I going to have to knuckle up today? Or yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yep, and then buddy. Adam, Maury, please join us for this because Adam sent a text about Maury as well. Okay. So as we know, um, Soul Cycle, the spin cult, the spin class that Dammit Maury used to attend before they shut down uh, in Toronto. Sadness. One of the the things that Maury had always looked forward to, they have these candles that they have lit during the class. And at the end of every class, the instructor will go around and choose one person to blow out that candle. Okay. So, Adam, please tell everyone what it was that you noticed on different episodes of our podcast. A while ago, I think before 100, um, Maury had the opportunity to actually do that. And he made a big deal about it where Ty put the candle behind his wheel and he pilled really fast. And he oh. finally did it. But then on 176, he said that they closed. And he was really upset because he never got a chance to do that. He couldn't blow out the candle. It was really weird to me because I'm like, I know he said that before. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Maury. Allow me to correct you. Okay. Yes. Earlier um, in my, I guess, life with Soul Cycle and the amazing Ty, the instructor. Okay. Just talk normally. <laughs> You're, we're not in court. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. To answer your question, yes, he did at one point put the candle by my wheel and I got to pedal hard and blow out the candle with my my uh, wheel. Yeah. But he but normally what he would do is he would hold candle to people and let you blow it out with your mouth. Oh, ah. so, oh, so you he never did it on the first podcast though. No, he would go around and put it out put it in front of people's wheel once in a while. What I've never gotten to do was blow it out with my mouth and make a wish. Oh, <laughs> oh, Maury, Maury like got like the, 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 the lesser of the two candle rituals. Oh, the I real gotcha. the real special one is when you get to blow it with your mouth and make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams come true, huh? <laughs> <laughs> ah, Adam and BC, yeah. you know we love you, brother. Thank you so much. All right, love you guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Backward spelling fascinates me. 
Especially when it gets competitive, when people start trying to break world records, because this is one of those things that you may be good at, mm. and you entertain your friends forever, and you're at a party, and somebody just throws a word at you, and you just quickly spell it backwards. B-O-O-B. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly what I needed. And um, and then you get into like the record-breaking world of things oh, where man. then it, things become your weird talent becomes competitive uh-huh. and then you realize just how good you are i'm going to play you a clip right here of a woman named uh pal onan from minnesota who just broke the guinness world records for the fastest backward speller she spelled 56 words backward 56 words backwards in one minute so what you're going to hear is very difficult to decipher. Okay. So you're going to hear somebody, presumably an official, throwing out a word and she's spelling them backwards and they just keep throwing out words and she just keeps spelling words backwards. Like it's oh, wow. absolute chaos. It's but, a what relay. but what you're listening to is 56 words spelled backwards in one minute. Listen Three, to this. Two, one, go. person yelling out the words was yelling it in the way like yes. she wanted this yes. person pal right to like trip up yeah i know but she's like on her team more come in here why are you wearing a covid mask well, i don't because it's like safety I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're super far apart from each other in here like every time have you not noticed that over the years like my chair and all my computer monitors just keep getting farther and farther <laughs> away from you like we're like 10 feet away from each other right now i think we're okay <laughs> Also, when we're not on the radio, you come and stand right beside me and look over my shoulder at my computer. It's weird. That's when you should be wearing a mask. Thank you. Okay, okay. next time. So, uh, Mocha, have you ever tried to spell backwards? No. No, you have not. B-O-O-B. Okay, that's a good one. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Mori, put the mask back on. I know, right? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like we've had six months of this. <laughs> right. Like you should know the rules and how, how they work. Okay. Can I use a paper or no? No. Okay. Use a paper. <laughs> okay. So uh, I will give Mocha. Do you want to try this as well, or do you want to just embarrass Mori right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mori, let's Mori. embarrass Mori right now. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mori, your word is hope. Okay. Um, P O H. What? Po? P O O H. Okay, E P O H. Right. Uh, soap. Okay. Um, P O P A O S. P O A S. What? P O A S. Excuse me. P A O S. Thank you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> told. Fluffing your arms. What? Told. Told. Oh. Um. D L O T. Right. Uh. Silver. Silver. Um. V S I L V E R. 
Silver. Silver. Yeah, Mo, can, if, Mo, if you could write down what he actually what he actually writes and then say it. He just, he just said the silver. Okay. He started with the letter V and then it spelled silver. Okay. Mara, your word is your word is silver. Okay. Um R um V I silver. Uh, um ver. R V I L I L S V E R. Okay, what the Okay, so R V I L He spelled uh Revillilies. Okay, it's uh R E V Mori L I S Silver. Added too many letters. Yeah, way too many letters. <laughs> also in the wrong order. Okay, uh, Maury, your word is tightest. Oh no. <laughs> um, T tightest. T S I L I S T L. I'm sorry. Tightest or titleist? Okay, Maury. Shortest. Shortest. T. Shortest. T I S I A H S. Okay, this is spelling backwards, by the way. <laughs> what did he? What did he spell? T i s i i h s. Yeah, what does that spell? Tesisis. <laughs> okay, Mara, your final word. Your yeah. final word is greatest. Oh no. G r e a t e s t. Okay, T um greatest. T i s um great. E a r g. What did he spell? <laughs> to Seer. To Seer. Okay. Let's end on this one. I got one more. I got okay, one more. Okay. okay. More your wow, word. Tough. Okay. Spelling backwards again. The uh, the fastest backwards speller ever just broke the record. She did 56 words spelled backwards in one minute. I've Maury, done two. More your final word okay. is people. P E O P L E. Okay. <laughs> okay. E P L O E P. What did he spell? Flowap. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Can we talk quickly about? Uh, is it WAP or WAP? How do you say the song? WAP. WAP. <laughs> this Cardi B and Megan The Stallion song. Yeah. Over a hundred million views on YouTube right now. And even with the clean version of this song, yeah. we cannot play it on the radio. Well, but the name of the clean version, I think, is even more salacious than what the actual title is. Because the clean title, the new title, is Wet and Gushy. <laughs> right? Which is wag. Yeah. Wog. Wog. Right? I heard one congressman, a guy named James Bradley, said that the song, quote... Is what happens when children are raised without God and without a strong father figure. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Come on, dog. 
<laughs> so a lot of people going in. I know Russell Brand got attacked because I guess he tried to explain his take on it and got into feminism and a whole argument with that with people and overstepping here and overstepping there. But uh, it's a very controversial song because of the subject matter of, I guess, women celebrating their own sexuality and what they like. I, for one, in on it. Really like the song. But we can't play any of it. Can we play any of it? I, here's what I'll do. Okay. I'm going to play for you. Yeah. What the suggested radio edit sounds like. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah. So this is Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion with yeah. WAP. Okay. Still too dirty. Yeah, right? Yeah, I know. Certified free. Seven days a week. Mm. Wet, wet. Make that, make that game. Week. Yeah, yeah, you telling with some wet, wet, wet. And I'm out with the sweat, wet, wet. Give me everything you got. Like, all she's doing right now is just saying words. Yeah, yeah. It's Random. Put, put this foot where? What do you want to do with the foot? All I heard was foot. Hop on top. I want to ride. I do a kegel. I'm kind of wild. Look at my mouth. Look at my thighs. It's where it's wet. Come take a dive. Tie me up like I'm surprised. Let's role play. I wear the skies. I want you to park that big Mac truck right in this little garage. Hey. Oh, wow. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> Hold on now. Okay. <laughs> All right, ladies. <laughs> I love it, though. <laughs> Nothing. I'm just, I got no problem with it, man. I love it. I love it. It's great. The video's awesome, too. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, anyway, but it's a little, um, it's a little <laughs> well, no, it's not, uh, but I feel the same way too. If guys start singing that way too, I get all embarrassed and stuff. Don't you remember when, what's her name? Like I said, when I, when everybody's freaking out over the song and, uh, women can't do this. And I'm like, hold on here. Why isn't anybody right now throwing up a flag for, uh, remember that girl, who did the uh, my neck my back oh kia yeah kia (laughs) why isn't somebody throwing up a flag for her right now as a trailblazer right Mm -mm 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 i think that if we're gonna celebrate wap we have to throw up some love for kia listen i think this cardi b megan stallion song should be celebrated (laughs) all right like if you're down with this song i I don't think that there's anything wrong with it no no no. i just think that there needs to be a better radio (laughs) edit or a different version of it that we could play. Like, you know how sometimes when people go on Sesame Street and they sing their song, but they sing a completely different version of their song, or they suddenly make it about the alphabet or counting or simple math, right? right? And they all get into it. And we need that kind of version, not just edit it out. The, you can't just take out the dirty words in this, right? How about the kids' bop version? Right? Like, WAP could be, you know, like... A, no, like a... Um, uh, like, wild-ass pony. <laughs> You, you know what I mean? Pony? <laughs> yeah, but like you got a pony. You finally got a pony. All you ever wanted was a pony, right? Could be that. Same beat. Mac trucks, tiny garages, the whole deal. Yeah, you telling with some wet, wet, I would like this. I'm okay, man. This new Cardi B, Meg the Stallion song, WAP. So incredible. Right in your face, swipe your nose like a credit card. You know what Ben Shapiro is? Yeah, he's a uh, he's 
I don't like. The, I don't. Is, is he's not like employed by Fox or anything like that, right? No, he's just. No. A, he's got his web show. He pops up every now and then. Super conservative, and um, so when this song, the Cardi B song, started going viral, mm-hmm. and like when it came out, and like oh, he's got opinions on this, I bet, huh? Hundred thousand <laughs> views on YouTube. So what he did was it's designed for guys like that. Started, I love it. He went online and he read the lyrics. Okay, here for we the go. song. Oh no, we can't right. play that, can no, we? I had to like it's heavily okay, edited. Okay, okay. Like if you thought just the radio edit of that song yeah. was bad, like okay. the editing mm-hmm. that had to go into Ben Shapiro just reading the lyrics. All right. in this house. There's some in this house. There's some in this house. There's some in this house. Hold up. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that week. Yeah, you effing with some wet. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet. Give me everything you got for this wet word. Beat it up, N-word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Well, hop on. Wow. Look in my eyes. This come take a dive. Talk your S-word. Bite your lip. Ask for a call while you. Wow. And as the song continued to get progressively yeah. uh, harder to edit because it would just all be beeps. Yeah. You know, I, it's so funny that even now when somebody says like S word, yeah, right, or y- N word or F word, like even even that, I feel should be censored. I don't. Even <laughs> <think>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's you just know what he's saying. Like I don't, I don't know. Like it's funny how that's now become a thing where you, even that sounds filthy. Even to just say S word, like you might as well just say it. So it's you, just as bad. Remember the guy, the <laughs> DJ, his name's I Marquise, and he remixed Cardi B doing her coronavirus speech and oh, turned it into yes. the song? <laughs> coronavirus! Coronavirus! Yeah. <laughs> right? So this guy... Then took what Ben Shapiro did. Oh, no. <laughs> and put Ben Shapiro <laughs> reading the WAP lyrics yeah. over the WAP beat. I'm our key is in this house. There's some in this house. There's some in this house. There's some in this house. And it matches pretty well. Seven days a week. Wet P word. Make that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You effing with some wet ass. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet. Give me everything you've got for this wet keyword. Beat it up and catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Wow. This wipe your nose like a credit card. And then it just gets progressively worse. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hi, how are you? Doing great. How are you today? Good, thanks. So, Elizabeth, you wrote us this. Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. My mother keeps complaining to me about my 31-year-old brother. So here it goes. Uh, She says that he's very rude to her when she's doing him a favor and letting him, his wife, and their infant son live with them to save money. You are caught in the middle, you say, of the drama, even though you don't live with them. My brother has an explosive temper, so I don't know how to address this uh, with him, but I feel that he's being so disrespectful respectful and i can't stop hearing about it from my mother what should i do damn yeah 
<laughs> How long has your brother and his family been living with your mom? Um, it's been about a year now. Yeah. How old yeah. are you? You're all so, grown, right? Yeah, I'm 29. Okay, you're 29. He's 31. So okay. all this prior to COVID. Yeah. So it was kind of like um, he moved in, and then a couple months went by, and then the coronavirus happened. So yeah, it all went down from there. I don't okay. know. I, I, there's a part. There's a huge part of me that is. You're 29. Your brother's 31. Your mom is your mom. Half of me just wants to say, just check out of all of it. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't, don't even allow yourself to be to be the the sounding board for either of them. Like, really, yeah. don't. Uh, you know, this is it's a problem. It's a this is this is a kid and mom problem. You know, right, and it's and right. it's your mom and her other kid. That's this isn't a you thing. Does Does yeah. your brother say anything to you about it? Um, yeah, so I kind of get both sides of the story, and I'm kind of like, I'm really just the middleman. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so is what your mom's saying about your brother, are you hearing, like, the similar story from your brother? Like, do the stories line up? Um, no, there's two okay. sides to it, really, yeah. It's not polar opposite, like, I can see where they're both coming from, but it's yeah. just like, they don't address it together. Yeah, at this point, I think you need to have a convo either with your mom or actually, you need to have a convo with both of them and just say that you are not the person to be dealing with this or speaking to about this. They need to be talking to each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my partner says, too. He's like, just don't even pick up the phone. No. Just no, let I, it go. I, I don't think ignoring it is the right thing to do. I think that you have okay. to definitively draw a line and, and right. you have to establish the boundary. And that right. is you have no problem talking to your mom and you will mm-hmm. always talk to your brother. But the one thing that you will no longer be is the thing in the middle. Right. Okay. Yes, so I think I do. Yeah. We can, we can talk about anything you want. But the one thing you can't do is you both in the same day can't call me and complain about each other. I'm not that person right now. I can't. Yeah. Be, I can't be that thing in, 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 in this in this family drama that you guys have going on. Right. And my mom's even been like, can you say something? And I'm like, no, I can't. No. Say something. Oh, so you've already <laughs> said to your mom that you're not going to say anything. Well, yeah, like, but I haven't really said, like, don't complain to me about this. Like, I I don't know. Like, it hasn't been a hard boundary just yet. Yeah, I think you need to address that part of it and just, like, Mm -hmm. let each of them know, hey, we all know that there's a problem. The only two people that can fix this problem and speak about it openly uh, are the two of you. Right, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. So, yeah, exactly. Just you, But you don't ignore it, though. That's the one thing you can't do. You can't just not take their calls. That's Right. That's rude. But you, yeah, yeah. but you just you have to be honest with them. And so they have to have honest conversations with each other and you have to have an honest conversation with each of them and just sort of establish the boundaries. And then it's up to them. Your brother can, you know, smarten up and show some gratitude or, mm-hmm. you know, your mom can, you know, set her own boundaries with your brother or kick him out. Right. You exactly. Know, there, there's some simple solutions here. OK. Right. <laughs> I kind of already knew this, but I was like, hmm, let's meet, let me get another, yeah. <laughs> another piece yeah, of advice. This, this, yeah. this ain't on you. Don't let this ruin your summer. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of is, but yeah. well, there you go. I have to let it go. <laughs> now you have the answer, Elizabeth. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for calling me. Speaking of not picking sides between Raz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, snap. Oh my gosh. I knew you were going to ask. Um, okay. So I love you both because I listen like every day, but I'm going to have to say Mocha. Mocha, you've been my favorite for a long time just because you're laugh. Like it really cheers me up. And, um, and um, my partner's a sneakerhead. You're a sneakerhead. Mm-hmm. So it's, I kind of like feel like you're, you might be the same. So yeah. And? 
Um, <laughs> I never get to do this when somebody like, says I'm their favorite. What, what else is on my list? <laughs> oh, you got but I love you now. too, Ron. Yeah, okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Elizabeth. No problem. Take care. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. It's John Stamos' birthday today. Oh, is, he, yeah. is he still hunky? Happy yeah. birthday, Uncle oh, Jesse. Yeah. Uncle Jesse, that's right. <laughs> What else do we know him from? Nothing, right? John Stamos? I, jeez, yeah. Obviously Uncle Jesse, right? What else has he been in? Obviously Uncle Jesse. He was in, remember that, uh, remember that song Kokomo from that great movie Cocktail with Tom Cruise? Okay. Never watched it. You never saw Cocktail? No. Coughlin's Law. Uh, you never saw Cocktail? Never. Really? Yeah. Oh, what a great movie. It's it's uh, it's Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Shue, and it's basically the same format of all those Tom Cruise movies, okay? Like Top Gun? So, the same format as Top Gun, as Days of Thunder, as all of those movies where uh-huh. it's the guy from nothing, the sort of hayseed outsider who goes to the place, this just instead of an airfield or a NASCAR track, this is the big city, he goes to New York um, to go to business school because he wants to invent the next great American idea, Yeah, uh, but starts tending bar part-time and he meets this old-timer bartender and they become the bartending darlings of New York City where people oh, wow. just go to these bars to watch them flip bottles and take 12 minutes to make one cocktail. <laughs> Just give me a damn drink. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. Uh, and then every now and then, um, Tom Cruise's character will calm everybody in the bar down and then stand on the bar where they all just gaze at him adoringly and then he'll just make a poem up out of the top of his head. What? Right? So there would be, and the whole crowd would be like, poem, poem, poem. And then he gets up on the bar and he does a poem. I don't know if I'd like this movie. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, at one point, he goes down to um, Jamaica to um, start a bar down there, I believe called uh, Cocktails and Dreams. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And the opening shot, I'm giving way too much detail about cocktail. Yeah, Um, you really know this movie, huh? I I watched it two weeks ago. No, you didn't. I did. I watched it. I swear to God, I watched it two weeks ago. I had nothing else. I had nothing else going on. And then, so, uh, so at that scene when they're in Jamaica, Kokomo is playing by the Beach Boys. You know that song, yeah? Right. Okay. Now, John Stamos was in the video for Kokomo. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Happy birthday, John Stamos. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, so, what's going on? DVP was beautiful driving in today. Yeah. Opened up nice and early. When did they open it? Supposed to open at 5 this morning, but they ended up opening at 11 last night. Oh, nice. They got all the work done. That pissed me off yesterday, man. Oof. Why? Well, because I was driving back. I had, to, I had like a lot of driving to do on the 401, and normally I just duck oh, down. Oh, busy, busy, busy. Oh, busy, busy. I, normally I take the DVP, right? And, yeah. I, and I, I, it's Sunday, and I got a lot of stuff going on. And so I put into Waze. You ever get lost in the Waze loop? No? Okay. So this is the Waze loop. Okay. So I put into Waze, right? And I look down and I I just get on the 401. And Waze tells me that my trip is going to be one hour, 25 minutes. 
Yikes. The Waze loop is this, is that when 35 minutes later, you look back down at Waze yeah. and it still says one hour and 25 minutes oh, because ahead of you, traffic just keeps building and building and building. So you lose time. Like, yeah. I don't even know, like, what does that 35 minutes do? Nothing. And then so you just keep looking down until you can catch up, until that number starts going down. I was 42 minutes into my drive before oh, that number changed. Oh, no. Before it changed. Really? I can't I thought it was broken. And what did it say? One hour, 40, <laughs> one hour, 24 minutes? Yeah. And then, and then once, once I hit one hour, 24 minutes, then it yeah. started to go down. But it took me 42 minutes to get to oh, that. Oh, no. Yeah. I got caught in the loop bad yesterday. That's, a, that's like an over two hour drive. Yeah. For you. It was bad, man. Would it not have made more sense to just wait and then leave later? Wait? Huh? Wait for what? Like just stay where you were and then wait like 30, 40 minutes. Then you could just like relax. pull off to the side of the road. No, don't. Leave. No, because you know what happens, man, is that as soon as you as soon as you get off or you stop or whatever, it just builds more. You, yeah. you, you never gain time. Yeah. I would have had to have stayed till midnight. When the DVP when the DVP opened at eleven, right? And I'm not sleeping well, on the side of the four hundred one until midnight. If you were working on the DVP over the weekend, yeah, I can say that I noticed the difference. What did they do? So thank you for everything that you did. Oh, what did they do? They repainted like all the lines. Yeah, right. They cleaned it right up. It looks like. A brand new highway. Really? Yeah, the guardrails were like oh, all changed me. out, like the the ones that people like banged up against. It's like they staged it for sailing, for yeah. sailing, right? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Oh, I was the first buy. I, well, I'm ready to put in an offer <laughs> yeah? right now. I only looked at it once. Yeah, from beginning to end, I'm ready to put down an offer right now. Okay, now that the DVP is all staged and, and zhuzhed up yeah. for sale, let's talk about quickly the 401 between. The DVP yeah. and like Young Street. Why are there sewers on the 401? Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen that you area? Hit, you hit a sewer with your tire when you're doing... And it feels <laughs> yeah. like your car's going to fall apart. Why are there sewer well, grates on the 401? Have you ever seen what that area looks like? During a rainstorm, yeah, no. you need to you'll drain know the water, dude. why no. there's sewers there. Oh, Water's is flying bad? from is everywhere. Really yeah, dude, it's yeah, crazy. You can't have sewers on a highway though. That's not safe. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to be in a bidding war for that area of the 401. <laughs> no, DVP no, no, no. though, I'm no. ready. That's like carpet in the bathroom. Sewers on a highway. <laughs> 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 this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Remember, like a week ago. When the news came out that strip club in downtown Toronto, uh, brass rail up to like 500 people. Yeah, 550 people. Should be tested. Yeah, 550 should be tested for COVID. Yeah. Well, so far, one person has come forward and has tested positive for COVID. No. One person so far. Is that because... So, five, 549 to go, everyone. Oh. Is that because only one person wasn't shy enough to go and get tested, or only one person... Uh, they all got tested, and only one well, person you gotta, positive. You, well, you got to work the story first, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is the first one, the first person that was able to uh, maneuver their way around the city to where it was a potential for them to get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they had to confirm that it was from the brass rail, though. 
to the authorities, not to their family. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. They know. right? Yeah. Well, uh, or or there's one person out of the 550 that didn't have some explaining hey, to do at home. <laughs> That's when, true. Well, no, but you when know? you get tested, if you're positive, are the people that test you like? Is it lo- like the rule that they have to tell your family or something? Like, do they have to call the house? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> is that what you're worried about? That <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't gotten tested yet. Like, you know, so this is the thing, man. There's very few. Like we're all a little bit of afraid of COVID, right? We're all a little afraid of COVID. <laughs> But very few of us are are like afraid of people finding out where we caught COVID. <laughs> like if I if I if I test positive for COVID, I'm not immediately going to start panicking because people are going to find out where I caught COVID. Right. I'm going to assume it was somewhere normal. Gas yeah. station, grocery store. Home Depot, wherever. Wherever, yeah. right? Kind of like the normal places that you visit. Yeah. Not the strip club. Right. <laughs> Maury. Well, look, are they going to phone going, um, just so you know that no. uh, John got... Uh, Don't say tested. John, say Maury. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Bless you. Thank you. Oh, that one hurt. You okay? Yeah. Where does it hurt? My groin. Oh, what? <laughs> like sometimes I honestly these, thought you were going to say your chest. No, I tense so much. No, it hurts my like my throat. Yeah. And, and then it feels like I, I, I tried to do a splits. Oh, wow. How long does the pain last? Just instantaneous. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> instantaneous. But it takes me a while to get my breath back after I sneeze. Is it true that your heart stops when you sneeze? No, <laughs> I heard that somebody told it to me. Uh-huh. That when you sneeze, your heart stops for that moment. Who told you this? My friend John. <laughs> anyway. He's the same friend that told me that Niagara Falls, they turn it off at night. You need better friends, man. Your friends treat you horribly. It's true. Okay, hold on here. Does your heart... Stop when you sneeze at you. Make sure you spell heart correctly. Uh, Body flow back to the heart. The heart compensates for this by changing its regular heartbeat momentarily to adjust. However, the electrical activity of the heart does not stop during a sneeze. Okay, there you go. Did you guys ever hear, um, like when you were a kid, your friends tell you that, and we all tried this, at least in my group of friends. Okay. That if you hold your eyelids open when yeah. you sneeze, right? Yeah. Because oh, there's yeah. so much pressure oh, that your eyes even. pop out. That your eyes pop out. Yeah, that's yeah. why they, that's, yeah, they said it's impossible to keep your eyes open during a sneeze. Because and you're like, why? And you're like, because your eyes will pop out of your head. So then everyone walking around the schoolyard trying, trying to sneeze trying. and holding their eyelids open. Yeah. But yeah. it's impossible. It's impossible. Wait. But but not unless you use your fingers. No, still, even still, yeah. like your you will your face will contort to. No, that's what I mean. Everyone would try to hold their eyes, eyes open. open with their fingers while sneezing or trying to sneeze to see if yeah. I know, and that's 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 one of those things that when you're a kid, you try like you hear about these things and then you try it to prove it wrong. But yeah. you're a kid and you're dumb and you don't have a lot of information. And you're not even 100% convinced that it's not a lie. So we had a bunch of 12-year-olds walking around the schoolyard like you did, potentially all of which could have walked back into the school with their eyes hanging out of their head (laughs) if it was, in fact, true. But also cool. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hold on a second here. 
What? Shem sent me something the other day that I thought was super interesting. Oh, it was a tweet from uh, Maury's best friend, Devin Sawa. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what this, is that guy saying these days? And I, I thought about how to read this tweet on the radio because I don't want to participate, but I would like other people to participate. So Devin Sawa asked this on Twitter. You're in a car with your significant other, and halfway through a five-hour road trip, you want to start the most epic fight that will last the entire rest of the trip. What do you say? One sentence. Here's my thing. I know what it could be, but I'm not saying it on the radio right now because I don't want to go home and fight for five hours. <laughs> That's so true. Right? Good idea. Like, yeah. I know that there are certain things that will absolutely set off Catherine, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to fight. Maury? Well, I, I, every time I'm in the car with Matthew, it's a fight. Oh, wow. Every time I walk with my Yesterday, he's like, oh, my God, I really want Dairy Queen. And I'm like, oh, my God, so do I. And he looks at me and goes, should you really be having Dairy Queen? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm like, but oh. you just said. Yo, he set you up for the diss. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what I would do, man. I don't know. I'll tell you, if, if, I'll tell you, if somebody ever said that to me within... 16 months, I would be a Netflix special. <laughs> because it would end that badly. Because <laughs> technically, Matthew yeah. said, Matthew said, I feel like Dairy Queen. Oh, not right. right. Like, he feels like well, it. Yes, he, he didn't right. say, like, hey, I feel like we should get Dairy Queen. Right. And yesterday, I filled a tray of mozzarella sticks because I really wanted mozzarella sticks yeah. For, yeah. for lunch. Yeah. And so I just put down just, just mozzarella sticks. Your lunch, your whole lunch was an app. God, you you, you eat really like you're in app. juvie. Just <laughs> <laughs> a playful appetizer. Just, that, that was your just meal. Mozzarella I put sticks? down ten. Ten. Okay, uh, <laughs> let me. You're not gonna poop till Christmas. <laughs> and he said, maybe we only have five. <laughs> So yeah, long five-hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Melody Thomas Scott, a.k.a. Nikki Newman on The Young and the Restless has spent the past 41 years mixing every type of drama on that show. She's been kidnapped, shot, had affairs, gone to rehab, killed her father, killed her best friend, left her fiancé at the altar, married her doctor, and divorced him. And the list goes on and on and on. Her new book is called Always Young and Restless. It's out right now. Melody, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Well, thank you very well. How are you? Uh, we're doing great. Before we get things started, my mom would kick my ass if I didn't tell you <laughs> that back in the day, Day, she waited in a very long lineup at the mall to meet both you and Victor Newman. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I hope she did get to meet us. She did. She was very nervous. She's a, a huge fan of the show of Young and the Restless and still to this day uh, watches it along with my younger sister. <laughs> uh, you see what happens? It becomes a generational thing. It, it'll go on and on and on forever. So hopefully. You, so Y&R is back. That's the, like the, the real big story right now. We'll get to your book in a couple of seconds seconds because there's some fascinating things in there um but YNR is back how good is it i mean fans are obviously overjoyed but how good is it for you to just sort of be back on that set again well of course we're thrilled to be back it it took four months for that to happen Crazy. and um it, it's it's very new and different yeah. it's uh having to shoot in a new normal right we still haven't been able to hug each other after all these months Aww. um 
you know, not allowed. So much is not allowed. So uh, to be safe, we have learned how to live in this new twilight zone, as a lot of us say, because uh, a lot of the fun that we used to have, we don't get to have. <laughs> we don't get to sit and chat. No, I was going to say, and also some of the things that we love about YNR is slapping and kissing which you, two things you can't do on set anymore. Yeah, no, I, I don't even think that there is even, I, I don't think they're even writing scenes like that yet. Oh, it's, no. It's, <laughs> but they're, they're being very creative. They yeah. are spacing us out on the set the proper distance and using certain camera angles to make it look like we're not so far from each other. But um, I haven't had time. I've been so busy. Uh, with press for the book, I, I need to tune into the new shows to see how that works because I've heard that it, it's been very impressive. The stories that you have in this book, some you go deep into things that fans didn't know, and and stories of your life and some really traumatic things. Was this a easy process as in how long did this take you to write how long has this book been in your life did you have doubts that you were going to even finish it like what's the story behind the book and 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 how this came to be well i always knew that i had a book in me just because my childhood was so very unusual um it took a long time for me to even wrap my mind around sitting down and writing a book once i did that um it it was a good 10 years. I had some really? false start thinking that I was ready to put some of the darker chapters down on paper, uh, only to let my psyche let me know that, no, I wasn't ready and have panic attacks and things. So, you know, I had to work through all of that. And uh, once all of that was free and clear in my mind, it was effortless. Not to say it was fast. It took a long time to write. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm so, I'm just so glad that it's finished and that it is finally being released today and, uh, they're already doing a second printing on it. So it, it's, it's very exciting. I'm so thrilled, and I'm so happy to be talking to you about it. Uh, Always Young and Restless is the name of the book. Melody Thomas-Scott is on the Razamoga Show. Uh, in the book, how much detail or how many stories are you telling about uh, that, or that involve your co-stars from Young and the Restless? Uh, you know, several of the people who are close to me, um, they, they pop up, of course, when I'm writing a narrative about the show. Um, there are some... Fun, fun things that people never knew about. You know, actually, everything that's in this book, I've never told anyone else. So I think it really is very revealing from my childhood on up to today because I'm not really the kind of person to gossip about things. Mm -hmm. So not that it's gossip, but um, they're hearing information from me that they've never heard before. Even my co-stars, they knew nothing about my childhood. You talked about this, that you'd been working on this 10 years ago. 10 years ago, it was a very different world if you were a woman in show business who wanted to come forward with a story of being mistreated or being abused. And are you almost happier that you did take this long because you are now walking into a sort of post-Me Too world with these stories and the perception right. may be a little bit different now? Uh, well, you're right. I mean, there was no Me Too movement when I began. I, it didn't really have any bearing on my decision to write it. But, um, you know, it, the timing is ironic. I, I think it's a good thing. 41 years is a really long time to be on uh, on a show. 
as Nikki Newman during that time on Young and the Restless. Had you been approached by any other soap operas uh, to potentially join their cast? Oh, my. Um, I don't know. No, because that opportunity would not have presented itself. I've been on uh, solid for 41 years and you have a contract. So another show... I mean, I've never heard of that happen, I, that another show would come in and talk to your agent when you are currently on contract. I, I don't even think that's allowed. <laughs> Melody Thomas-Scott, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show today. Thank you. Have a good day. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Sony. Now, I'm going to read this headline to you, and you need to put it together yourself here. Sony enlists Olivia Wilde to direct an upcoming untitled Marvel movie. What? Sony. Sony enlists Olivia Wilde to direct an upcoming untitled Marvel movie. According to Deadline, uh, the film plans to be female-centered with new Marvel characters introduced for the first time ever in the MCU. But Sony, not Marvel. But no, no, but not Disney. Oh, sorry, not Disney, Yeah. yeah. Sony. Well, Sony only has, um, what do they have? Oh, I mean, they only have Spider-Man. Right. So the, the rumor yeah. was that it was going to be Spider-Woman. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah. is there a Spider-Woman? I don't know. There is. There yeah. is. So then Olivia Wilde grabs the story, the announcement. Yeah. And she comments on it on Twitter. Yeah. Only using a spider emoji. Oh, so X-Men. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it's looking like it's looking like it's going to be Spider-Woman. Oh, okay. I'm here for that. That uh, that Olivia Wilde is set to direct for uh, for Sony. So there you go with that. Uh, I didn't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a huge comic book person. Like, I don't know the stories behind, like, I don't know the story of Spider-Woman. I don't right. know. It's is, like Spider-Man, but just a woman. No, but is her origin story the same as... Oh, that I don't know. You don't know. Okay. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, Allie, what's up? It's Ron Zamoka. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you today? I'm doing good. Okay, so here's a text that we got from Allie. Hope you guys are doing well. My boyfriend and I, we are originally from Mississauga, Ontario, and have been living in New Brunswick for the past year. Now we are driving across Canada to our new home in Edmonton, Alberta. We would listen to you every day on the radio when we used to live in Mississauga, when we moved out to New Brunswick, and now that we are on the road, day number five, since we can't listen live, we have been taking advantage of your podcast, and we absolutely love it. Thanks to you, we are laughing, learning new things, and enjoying every single episode. Thank you for all that you do and for being that one thing that keeps us close to home in Mississauga. So... Where are you exactly right now? Um, we are in Sask- Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> um, about five hours from Edmonton. Oh, so you don't have far to go. No, honestly, this is our shortest trip so far. Yeah. <laughs> Every every single day, we've been doing about like eight to seven hours. God damn! Of every, driving people I know who have done this drive, the one thing that they all say after they've done it for the first time is they just can't believe how long it takes to get out of Ontario. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, it took forever to get out of Ontario. <laughs> really? Yeah, forever. So, so yeah, this honestly, is the first time that you guys have been doing this long drive like this, like going right across the country. Yeah, this is the first time ever. Like we've been. We've gone to New Brunswick and Mississauga and back, like back and forth. Yeah. But we've never gone any further than 
really berry, wow. honestly. So when we did the drive to like Sault Ste. Marie and Thunder Bay, like it's absolutely beautiful up there. I don't know why people don't really rave about it. It's gorgeous up there. So we had a really nice time. But after Thunder Bay, the time changes in Ontario. Yep. And then it just like takes forever to get to Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. So what was it like for you guys traveling, uh, going all the way out, I guess, heading west once you got outside of Ontario? There's not really... It's really flat once you get out of Ontario. <laughs> yeah. Um, once you get into Manitoba and Saskatchewan, it's super flat. There's really, you can see from so far away. It's incredible. It's just field, like farm fields. It's, there's not much. <laughs> Do you, like, I would worry, I would get so worried just being out there in the middle of nowhere like that. Like, how often are you looking at your gas gauge when you're in the middle of nowhere and you can see for miles and nothing that you can see would help you in an emergency? <laughs> um, they do have signs that say, like, check for low fuel and, like, <laughs> oh, really? make, sure, make sure that, like, you fill up at this type of gas station because there's not a gas station in, like, this many kilometers. Yeah. But um, there's a lot of small little towns that really there's really nothing in their little town there's probably like a timmy's and then local stuff but then there's a small gas station so what's waiting for you in edmonton then uh well my boyfriend he's actually right beside me yeah and um he's in the military gotcha so he he got posted out there so we're gonna be living out there for a couple of years <sighs> oh wow then you drive somewhere else huh yeah i don't know where but god <laughs> Hopefully it's not all the way back to New Brunswick. Why? <laughs> Imagine they're like, you got to come back. Why drive? Oh, because we have a dog. We have a German Shepherd. Oh, I gotcha. You might as well own yeah, an absolutely. elephant at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Same wow. thing. Ali, that is crazy. Well, thank you for uh, for taking us along with your 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 dog and your family on your uh, your road trip out there to Edmonton. We appreciate it. Uh, did you, when you said that you started listening to the podcast, did you guys go back to like episode one from what, almost three years ago and then work your way back up or do, are you selecting like randoms or favorite episodes? So actually, I think it was like um, when it first came out, I, I listened to a few episodes here and there because I was listening live when I was working in Mississauga. Mm -hmm. um, but then when we started our drive, we um, kind of did a mistake and started at the top. And then we were like, oh, that's the newest episode. So we had to go down. So we kind of got all, so we got like all the information that's, that's happening now. And then when we went down, we're like, oh, this is all old information, but it's okay. Whatever. We love it. <laughs> and we laugh so hard. Honestly, everything's, it's still different every episode. So we love it. Oh, that's amazing. Thank well, you. Well, uh, all the best to you in Edmonton, Alberta. We'll still be uh, keeping in touch via the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, we were so actually, we were so happy to hear that you guys have a channel in Edmonton now. Yeah. So now we get to listen in Edmonton. Nice. Well, uh, shout out to uh, Kiss Anyone 7 out there in Edmonton. And uh, Allie, before we let you go, between Raz and Mocha, who's your favorite? <laughs> Hey, you me listen to the James podcast. Actually, you know we always ask. <laughs> I know. Me and James actually talk about this all the time. But my favorite has to be Roz. You're just like a chill guy. You always do, um, when you do the challenges with um, Mocha and Maury, you're always kind of like out of it. So you don't have to participate. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. <laughs> He's always out of it. <laughs> I know. And what about James? Between like, Roz and Mocha. He enjoys it. 
And what about James between Roz and Mocha? Who's his favorite? Uh, Mocha, it's got to be you. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> well, military brother, I support you, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for your services, bro. Hey, no problem. It's a pleasure. All right, man. You guys take care. And again, thank you very much for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you so much. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Alex, it's Roz and Mocha. Oh, my God. Thank okay. you so okay. much. Okay, okay, okay. Just back. hold on, Alex. You okay, are yes. a mess and your life is a mess. I know. Okay, I know. stop. This is the text that we got from Alex today, Roz. I've been listening to your show for years now and have recently made my mom a big fan. She never really listened before, but when the podcast came out, I insisted that she listen during her drives to and from work, and now she is hooked. Her birthday was on June 29th. And all she asked was for me to text you and get you to wish her a happy birthday. I turned out to be a terrible daughter because I forgot the text back in June. (laughs) Her name is Enza, and if you could wish her a happy birthday, give her a call. So we tried a couple times this morning, and there was, like, no answer. So I sent Alex a text back, and I was like, yo, we tried calling your mom, didn't answer. Please wish her a happy belated birthday from the Roz and Mocha show. And then Alex started, like, going nuts on text. Oh, gee, I'm so sorry. I missed your call. Can you call again? I'm still a terrible daughter missing your call for her birthday today. That was back in June. I promise I'll answer if you call again. And then she gave me her mom's cell number. Right. Which we called prior to calling Alex. And Alex's mom didn't answer. No. So now I'm calling you, Alex. What the hell? I know. And I messaged you on Instagram and Maury on Instagram. So disregard those messages, too. Oh, <laughs> okay, so... You're in a bad way. Your mother ends up... Where is she right now? She's here. Let me grab her for you, okay? Okay. Hello? Enza, it's Raza Mocha. Happy belated birthday. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. So your birthday was say. like two months ago. <laughs> yeah, and that's not our fault, by the way. Don't try and think that that's on us like we forgot. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm shocked. I'm, I have no words. I'm just, I'm speechless. How's everything I'm for you? I'm crying here. I'm crying because I can't believe you guys are doing this for me. Aw, well, how long have you been listening to the Razamoga show? Like, uh, Alex said that she introduced you to our podcast. Our podcast has been around for quite a while now. How long ago were you uh, introduced to that? Um, I think she was 16 years old when she started uh, listening to you guys. Wow. Yeah. And I started, to, you know, I was following along. And I'm thinking, who are these guys? What the heck? And I just, I couldn't listen to it. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> the story gets better, though, right? <laughs> uh, and then just recently again, she she puts it on, and I thought, okay, well, I'll give it a try. And I, I got hooked. And then with this whole COVID thing, yeah. I, I, you know, I haven't been able to, to listen to you guys. And so I can't wait to go back. What changed? What? Why was? Why were you so turned off by us uh, when you when you first heard us? But then you you got hooked. What changed? Did we change or did you change? No, no, I changed. Oh, you but, changed. Uh, yeah, I did. I changed. You got cool. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like uh, Mocha's laugh. Oh, oh, what the hell? Well, you could have said anything, man. Like, you could have, like... Come on, you, now. You, you could have said the frequency was staticky. <laughs> like, you could have said a lot of things. No, I'm honest. Okay. I oh, should like I change my life? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I like it now. Oh. I really do. Okay. <laughs> well, happy belated birthday. Thank you. And you've Thank been listening to the show much. long enough to know that we always ask the question. We're going to ask you, Enza, between oh, Ross and Mocha, who's your favorite? I'm sweating now because, yeah, my daughter told me that she was going to ask me this. Mm-hmm. Oh, so 
Um, I like you both. No, you can't. You know how this works. You're a big fan. You got to pick. Okay, I'm going to pick you because you're going to make fun of me if I don't pick you. Pick who? Pick you. Me? Roz? Roz? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, happy belated birthday, Enza. Thank you very much. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You see that Ryan Reynolds sold uh, aviation gin? So his gin, his gin company, right? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds? Didn't he just start that? What's recently? that? Well, no. So, so the gin company, Aviation, had been around since 2006. Uh-huh. And then he became an owner and creative director in 2018. Okay. So that's why it's been like a couple of years that he's been involved with. Because I had only heard of it since it was attached to Ryan Reynolds. Thank you. And so this massive beverage company, Diageo, Purchased aviation for six hundred and ten million dollars. Oh my god! With an upfront payment of three hundred and fifty-five million, oh. and a potential two hundred seventy-five million more based on performance. So he's still going to make this, this money. Is, this off is the of... same company that bought George Clooney's tequila for seven hundred million. So they're going to own everything. What else do they own? Everything. They they have like a bunch of stuff. So, so he gets a six hundred mil with the upfront of almost half. Yes. And then on top of all of that, he'll still make money off like sales. He's one of the, he's, he's, I think that he's one of the, he's one of the owners, but he's still going to be, he's still going to be working for them. Like he's yeah. still, he's still a part of it, right? Well, I'm sure it's part of the deal. Like you still have to be the face of this well, thing. Well, because his, his outgoing email, because <laughs> he's always like, if you emailed Ryan Reynolds at whatever, you always got a fantastic reply. At, at gmail.com right. or whatever? No, no, at Aviation Gym. Oh. Like you always got some weird. Like Ryan.Reynolds uh, yeah. at Aviation Yeah, you always got a great reply. So now his, <laughs> now his, uh, his outgoing email is, thanks for your email. I am currently out of the office, but will still be very hard at work selling Aviation Gin for quite a long time, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Do you know that he was really like good on Twitter? Like, if you tweeted about the gin, he would like retweet. Oh no, it. that's he was like really he, good well, because he runs this other. He runs this marketing company too, right? Yeah, and that's like their that's their whole thing. Like they did the they did the commercial with the with the Peloton wife after she went viral. They're the that's the company that scooped her up and put her in that other commercial. Oh, that's his company. That's his company. Yeah, Reynolds out here winning. Uh, yeah, still. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they, uh, that's like, his company. With that much million, do they just give him an e transfer? Like, how do they send that money? Lawyers. Everything is everything yeah, is through check, lawyers. Man. Come on, everything like it is just shows lawyers. up in his account. Does he sign in you on like, the e-transfer app? Transfer six hundred million dollars. <laughs> what's your What's your limit? Like, even even if you're like. <laughs> Like, you know, you, we're dealing Actually, with limits of like, like... Like, this is a different world yeah. that we're not used to. Mine's no. so hungry. Maybe, no. maybe they have a limit of... What's your like e-transfer limit? 400. 400? Dollars? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that low? <laughs> What's the max you can pay for on your on your card with tap? Oh, uh, 100. 100, Okay. <laughs> So your max limit on an oh, e-transfer man. is four hundred. You, you could never tap well, a Costco, my daily. Bro. My daily withdrawal is only seven hundred. Wow, I don't know who trusts you less—your husband or the bank. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hmm. Did you see this uh, Fortnite mobile game story? Yeah. So they pulled Fortnite off of the platforms in the Apple Store and in the Google Play Store. Correct. Yeah, because the games have in-app purchases. Yes. And I guess during the latest round of updates, 
when you went to do those in-app purchases, it bypassed the section where the money goes to mm-hmm. Apple and or Google and it goes directly to Fortnite. Correct. To Epic Games. And Apple and Google were like, no, 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 we don't like that. Yeah, so they pulled them. So no more Fortnite. But do people play, Fortnite is what? Is it a PC game or does it Does it even matter? I don't even, does it? I don't think it matters does anymore. It, it doesn't matter? It's literally no. everywhere. Yeah. Um. So Apple has no way of removing Fortnite from your phone if you already have it on your phone, right? People play Fortnite on their phones? Yeah. Oh, so now God. it's a hot commodity if you have, let's say, an iPhone that's got Fortnite on it and have been putting mm. these devices up on eBay and the bids or the highest somebody's asking right now, as of right now, is like 10000 bucks. Really? Yeah. For a Fortnite phone? For a Fortnite phone. And this is for like an iPhone 10, the $10,000 option. But if I give you a phone, yeah, right? Like if I sell you a phone because there's a specific app on my phone that you want, does that mean that I can't wipe my phone before I sell it to you? Like you would still have access to something that I purchased under my account and therefore my account would still have to be active on yeah, that but, phone. I mean, long process, but I would then have to take my phone and go in and delete everything manually other than Fortnite before I handed that phone over to you. I can't wipe it completely, give you the device, and then have you, like, do a restore on it because it would just restore everything that's under your account. That's what I mean. Right? So I would have to then uh-huh. go in manually, oh delete all this is my what photos. Are doing to play Fortnite? Yeah, delete all my other apps. Log, make sure I'm logged out of everything and your except passwords. for yeah, and change the password except for Fortnite. Really? Because if you didn't change the password and sold the phone, then I could just go to your cloud like, and take everything back. And again. you know what? You know where people? You know where this goes all wrong? Is because people forget to delete their recently deleted pictures. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> right? You ever go through that camera roll? You're like, oh man, all the mistakes. So dumb. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Mocha. Hello, Roz. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Come on, man. Wear a mask. To, I know. <laughs> I know. Let's try that again. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, Mocha. Hello, Ron. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's do the news. Let's do the news. Do the news. Do the news. A Ross and Mocha show and Kiss ninety two five news break. The Maplehurst Correctional Complex in Milton. Let a guy go yesterday by mistake, an inmate. Oh, no. <laughs> how do you do that by mistake? I don't know. They didn't really explain how the error happened. But you have to figure that... Because there's levels on levels on levels of security before you reach that front door. Yeah, and so you got to think that that guy was like, oh, my God. Like, I think they <laughs> left the door open a little bit. They're calling my name. Right? And you start walking out. Hey, man, yeah. can you grab this door real quick? <laughs> yeah, they let him go. Or they thought he was an employee. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Staff at the jail contacted police 11 p.m. Uh, last night to advise of the mistake. So uh, there you go. Uh, there's a video going around of a pool party in Wuhan, China. This is, of course, the city where COVID-19 first emerged. And it's a pool party at the Ho Ha Water Electrical Music Festival, and this was over the weekend. 
And there are in this video 15,000 people. Whoa. No masks, no nothing, all in like inner tubes and splashing around super close. Like pre COVID. Like pre COVID times. Don't care. Like not even pre COVID times. Like uh, like 1986 times. Like I'm here to party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is the definition of a party. Fort Lauderdale in 86 okay. is what this looks like. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, no regard for anything. Uh, they also report that they haven't had a domestic transfer case of COVID since May in Even Wuhan. Still, like, well, now is when you have to say, do I believe China or do I not believe China? Right? It's one of those situations. Since May. But how does a venue... Not one. How does a venue allow 9.9 million people in that city? But how do they allow 15,000 people? Because they're over it. Into that venue. They're over it. Space. There, there's no, 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 no. You have to understand. Like, there's no, like, it, life has gone back to normal. Oh, there's no coronavirus. No. They, they, they say that they haven't had a domestic transfer case since May. So there's. But do we believe them? <laughs> I don't know. That's the question. Do right? you? <laughs> I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to believe about anything anymore, man. Uh, there's going to be no Grey Cup this year, which is the first time since 1919. After the CFL canceled the 2020 season, uh, they say that they are uh, gearing up for an absolute barn burner of a 2021 season, though. So they're completely committed oh, wow. to the future of the CFL. They were planning on doing a hub yeah. right, in Winnipeg, and I don't know, it didn't work out. They didn't get the money because unlike oh. the other sports that can rely on television advertising and they can rely on merchandising and they can rely on TV deals and everything else. The CFL really relies on asses and seats for money. Of course. Right? Like that's, that's Why what can't the is. government just help them? Why, they should apply for CERB. I, I think that they did and something went wrong and I don't even know. Who knows? But uh, like next level CERB. Yeah. Like in the millions. Oh, oh. You know Merb. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they just apply for Merb? <laughs> Could this be absolute vindication for uh, Masai Ujiri? So going back to the Raptors win at Oracle Arena, there was an altercation between Masai and a deputy named Alan Strickland. Remember the shoving match? Yeah. He claimed that Masai did not have cr proper credentials in his hand and that Masai was the aggressor. And there was video, but the video was really inconclusive. So now uh, Masai's legal team have released the body cam footage from the oh. deputy. AKA the truth. And there's not much to tell, but this is what it sounded like. So in a statement, the Raptors say that they always believed the claims against Ujiri were without merit and that the video proves Ujiri was not the aggressor. So in the video, Masai walks up. You can see from the body cam footage. In he reaches into his jacket, inside pocket, and he's pulling out his credentials. He has the whole wad of them in his hand. Yeah. The, the string, the everything else. And as he's doing that, he, they're in his hand. You see this cop grab him by the jacket and push him back. And then he goes back to F up. And then Masai walks up with his credentials in his hand. And then this cop double arm pushes him back. 
And then that is sort of when everything else on that other video started taking place. Right. Now, who are you messing with? If you remember, if you remember the absurdity of the claims made by Alan Strickland in his lawsuit. So let me remind you Mm -hmm. of what he claimed. So Alan Strickland alleges that he incurred injury to his body, health, strength, activity, and person, and that he continues to suffer, quote, great mental, emotional, uh, psychological, physical, and nervous pain and suffering. He also alleges that the incident caused him, quote, permanent disability and that he's experienced great anxiety, embarrassment, anger, loss of enjoyment of life, injury to reputation, and severe emotional and physical distress in an amount to be determined at trial. So if you remember, that's what he claimed happened. That's what happens when you're a bitch. (laughs) Uh, Dancing with the Stars is going to be social distancing. This is quite big news. Yeah. Okay, so they're going to be doing the season of the show. 29th season of the show. It's going to premiere September 14th, but it is not business as usual. Due to the pandemic, the show has a new rule where all the pro dancers must live apart, even the married ones. What? Yes. So Val... So everything is fair? Val and his wife, Jenna. No, because of COVID. So Val and his wife, Jenna, who are yeah. both the pro dancers, and then, oh, they, yeah, and then, of they, course, dance, because then- they dance with celebrities. Oh. So Val and Jenna can't live together during all of this. Uh, And uh, Emma and Sasha, uh, um, plus uh, Pasha and Daniela, who it's their first time as a pro on the show, are not allowed to live together. So there's three couples now on the show of pro dancers. Like, I guess, like everything now... No, no. So you. So here's the thing: is that each each pro dancer is paired with a celebrity. Yeah. So the pro dancers, okay, are going to be able to dance with a celebrity, but there's but, but there's six pro dancers that are also happen to be married, and normally when they do the show, they're allowed to stay together because why not? So they have to. They can compete against one another, but they can't live together on the show. Which is wild. I mean, the marriage is going to break up. And I don't know if they're allowed to actually dance together. Like, so if you have your pro dancer and your celebrity, are they going to have to do choreography and routines where there's no touching? That would be weird. Right? Some dances would work, but others just like like, like if you and I if you and I were a couple on that show, yeah, dance a dancing couple, yes. How would we practice our routine? Would we like be allowed to be in the same studio? No, no, no. And okay, oh, sorry. The cu- the dancing couples don't dance together. Right, right. But if you are paired with a celebrity, yeah, you're allowed to dance with them. Oh, okay, gotcha. But you're just not allowed to touch them. Oh, no, but that's so what I'm saying. I don't know how it's going to work. Like, are we practicing like in the same studio, but just like distance? And, I guess like, you're teaching me the moves. Well, I guess we could put glass between us, like some sort of weird peep show. From <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so dumb. You keep putting quarters in, and then the curtain comes up, and I teach you a couple moves until <laughs> the curtain goes back I didn't down. Get that last one, and I'm all out of quarters. You, you, you gotta feed more quarters for step number three. <laughs> oh god, the ridiculousness. <laughs> Uh, So the start of the school year may be delayed for kids unless they are able to pull off a miracle, quote unquote, according to the TDSB director, Mm -hmm. uh, the Toronto School Board Interim Director of Education, uh, Carleen Jackson. 
said yesterday that barring a miracle, it is very unlikely that thousands of students at the TDSB will be back learning on September 8th as scheduled, saying at this time, we really don't think it will be feasible. Um, Jackson said at a lengthy meeting of the school board that went late into last night. So could be delays, which I know is crushing for kids, but we're going to get there. Uh, the big Democratic National Convention last night, they brought out the heavy hitters. Uh, first, so lit. Uh, <laughs> first, Barack Obama. And you don't hear a lot of ex-presidents trashing current presidents. There's just It's just a, a sort of like one of those things that doesn't happen. Once you're out of office, you rarely comment on. You just move about. You just go, yeah, go you, about your life. You, you, go, you, go, about your, you go about your life. Um, but uh, here is uh, former President Barack Obama um, giving his support to Joe Biden, his former VP while also, also taking down <laughs> yeah, also taking down Trump. I have sat in the Oval Office with both of the men who are running for president. I never expected that my successor would embrace my vision or continue my policies. I did hope, for the sake of our country, that Donald Trump might show some interest in taking the job seriously. <laughs> that he might come to feel the weight of the office and discover some reverence for the democracy that had been placed in his care. But he never did. For close to four years now, he has shown no interest in putting in the work. No interest in finding common ground. No interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends. No interest in treating the presidency as anything but one more reality show that he can use to get the attention he craves. Donald Trump hasn't grown into the job because he can't. I know you hate when I point this out because you say that it's all you're going to hear now, but Obama's, Obama's got a whistle talk, much like Matthew McConaughey. Oh, stop it. Play, play the beginning of this again. I have sat in the Oval Office with both oh of the men God. who are running for president. Dude, come on. <laughs> And it's not just with words that end in the letter S. He said president. Yeah. Said president. Yeah. I have sat in the Oval Office with both of the men who are running for president. <laughs> okay. Uh, Billy Eilish showing up at the DNC convention last night. First with this message. You don't need me to tell you things are a mess. Donald Trump is destroying our country and everything we care about. We need leaders who will solve problems like climate change and COVID, not deny them. Leaders who will fight against systemic racism and inequality. And that starts by voting for someone who understands how much is at stake. Someone who's building a team that shares our values. It starts with voting against Donald Trump and for Joe Biden. Silence is not an option and we cannot sit this one out. We all have to vote like our lives and the world depend on it because they do. The only way to be certain of the future is to make it ourselves. Please register. Please vote. Nice. So Billie Eilish, uh, one of the part of the group of this is the first time she'll ever be old enough to vote. Oh yeah, yes. she, she turned eighteen last December. Oh, so wow. this will be the this will be her first uh, her first time voting, uh, and then she also performed with her brother Phineas. Uh, 
Uh, I'm not, I don't use TikTok, so I don't know a lot of the stars on TikTok, but I know one of them is Bryce Hall, mm -hmm. and I guess he lives in a place called Sway House with some of the other TikTok influencers, and this is a wild story. So the mayor of LA shut off the power, and originally the story was the water too, but it's utilities, so... Some people are denying that it was water, but they approved the shutting off of utilities to this TikTok influencers, uh, Hollywood Hills rental home after officials said that they held massive parties in violation of the city's coronavirus regulations. They say despite several warnings, this house has turned into a nightclub in the hills, hosting large gatherings in flagrant violation of our public health and others. That's from L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti. The city oh, I has, did not know that COVID didn't exist in L.A. anymore. Congratulations. The city has now disconnected utilities at the home to stop these parties and endangering our community. But there's a bunch of problems with this. One, they shut off the power to the house where this guy lives with the other influencers. Mm. But the party that was happening was not happening at that house. Oh. So it got out that there was a massive party happening for this guy's birthday in the Hollywood Hills. But the party wasn't at their house in the Hollywood Hills. It was at somebody else's house in Encino. But they shut off the power and to utilities the to the wrong house. Oh, no, you idiots. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so they can't go back there and, and do that. Now, I, I know what you're thinking, which is, you know, yay, this is what you got to do. However, I am in complete disagreement with this. Shutting off the power to, to, and utilities to somebody's house, even during COVID. Okay. As a punishment. I, you can't do it. It's a complete overstep. You can't do it. You can't shut off the utilities if somebody owes you rent. You can't shut off the utilities if somebody... You can charge them. You can have the cops show up. You can spray why them with hoses. Yeah, I wonder why they just didn't get charged. Well, I'm sure that they've tried because the cops uh, show up all the time, but they don't care. Yeah, no. It's all for TikTok, right? I just looked at his Insta story. It yeah. looks like he's having a good time in the dark. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't care. They don't care. Like, what? You don't think that eighteen-year-olds can party in the dark? <laughs> now, if you really want to hurt them, I would do something to keep the lights on all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You really want to hurt them? Block Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's right? what I was gonna say. Just cut the cut, cut the wire. Put a bubble like the wire. I don't know how you do it. They could do it. They can do anything. Get the CIA involved. <laughs> Just walk in there and take his router? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like and just like your dad, like then the cops should just like look at him like give him stink eye. As he has the router in his hand, he's just wrapping the yeah. cord around it. Right? As he walks out. Yeah. Britney Spears' conservatorship remains unchanged after a court hearing. So Britney filed papers on Tuesday asking the, the court to end her father, Jamie Spears, conservatorship, conservatorship, which essentially gives him all control over Britney's finances and career decisions. This has been going on since her um, breakdown uh, 12 years ago. Now, due to health reasons, Jamie, her dad, was forced to temporarily hand over the reins to a woman named Jody Montgomery, who was already working as Britney's care manager and then Brittany is now fighting to keep Montgomery on as her full conservatorship. Brittany filed to remove her dad from controlling her business and personal affairs yesterday. However, in a closed door hearing, they extended the current arrangement with her dad in control of everything until February 2021. Mm. Sources also said that uh, Brittany is thought to be worth $58 million and has been declared unable to 
make important life decisions due to her mental illness and has been unwell for more than a year. So she is still trying to get... Can you can you believe that? Like Britney with doing the Vegas residencies, doing everything else, still and like has on social, like appearing to be. She has no control. Well. She cannot make decisions for herself. That's crazy for man. her finances or her career or her family. She still needs permission from the people who have been put in charge of her life. Yeah. That's where the hashtag Free Britney uh, all started. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was spotted filming um, as the Borat character in and around Los Angeles the other day. Very nice. (laughs) Very nice. So word is that uh, there could possibly be a sequel to Borat on the way. Borat, if you remember, was the 2006 film. 2006. Remember it was called Borat Cultural Learnings of America for Make benefit glorious nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> that was the full title. High <laughs> five. Uh, breaking news with Airbnb. They have announced a global ban on all parties and events at their listings, including a cap on occupancy at 16 people. Hmm. Uh, it says that the party ban applies to all future bookings and it will remain in effect indefinitely until further notice. So no more parties at Airbnb. Uh, but you can have a max of 16? I, but it's, I think it's a max of 16 regardless of the place because some Airbnbs, the max occupancy is like 40 people. You can right. rent these big giant chalets and whatever. So I think even for those... Because um, the smaller places all have max occupancies, yeah. according to Airbnb. It's like when you, 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 you Airbnb a condo, it's going to say max occupancy, like two people or four 16. people or whatever it is. But um, but yeah, so you can't exceed their max max occupancy is 16. Uh, meanwhile, Jurassic World production in Malta was halted following an outbreak of COVID-19 on the island. Uh, according to Deadline... One of the dinosaurs got COVID? Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Sam Neill will be among those no longer traveling to uh, the country to film the new Jurassic World. Ragu is no longer in Canada. And they just. Mamma mia! And they quietly dipped, too. Why? So what happened was people started noticing that there was just a serious lack of ragu in Canadian grocery stores. And somebody tweeted the company saying, hey, is it just me or is it really difficult to find Ragu? And then Ragu tweeted back saying, we regret to inform you that Ragu has made the hard decision to exit the Canadian pasta pasta sauce market. Wow. And they went on to say, we hope that you have enjoyed the delicious taste of Ragu and we're very sorry for the inconvenience. So no more Ragu. I guess because what? Classico probably like took them out, right? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know why it's so difficult to... I mean, we're going to have to use another sauce. It's just going to be an impasta. Yeah, true that, Moy. <laughs> you know, if you are looking for an alternative, <laughs> yes, there is, I'm, I can't remember, I don't know if it's a Kirkland brand. I can't remember the, the, the brand name, but they sell it at Costco. Mm-hmm. And the pasta sauce there uh, is pretty good. It's good, huh? Yeah. I like those Kirkland products. I like them a lot. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Oh, yeah. Love this part of the podcast. <laughs> What's up, Kelly? Hi, Darren. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good. How's life? Uh, not too bad. Yeah, same old, same. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what is your question for the podcast today? So my question is this. I was looking for your opinion on if a couple chooses to have separate bank accounts, mm-hmm. is that a sign of future uh, relationship failure or is it 
smart thinking. Smart thinking. Is what? this something that, that you are going through right now? So my husband and I have separate bank accounts. We've had it for years, never really thought of it. And whenever I casually mention it to um, coworkers or friends, I notice that the older generation seems to think that this is um, a bad omen, like we're not really invested together. But we've been together for over 10 years and it seems to work for us. Yeah, if it works, so it works. Just looking for, for your opinion. I, th- I think that the older generation, as you say, uh, may be insulted by this or turned off by this because they may be coming from a place where one person was really the principal earner for the home. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the other person would be relying on some sort of allowance or permission right. or permission to, you know, use money kind of thing, uh, which which yeah. which if that was the case, I don't think that that's all that healthy. But what I will say is, that for me, the winning combo is you each have your own bank accounts, and then you mm-hmm. have a, and then you have one joint account, and that joint account is where you each put in money that goes to pay for your lives and everything in your lives. Mm-hmm. Now, if one person makes more money in a relationship, that person should pay more to keep things fair and to keep things balanced and to 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 you you want to lower the chance of argument because there's nothing that is a aside from infidelity nothing will kill a marriage faster than arguing over money or, mo- or money problems True. and and so i yeah. think that you both have to be realistic with each other now if you do have separate bank accounts but are real secretive with your money like if your husband doesn't know how much money you make Okay, or if you're really, really struggling to put your end of what take what it takes to run the finances for the family for the month because you're pissing it away on things or if he's doing the same thing, then that is a huge problem. I think that you have to have absolute transparency with where the money is going and where it's coming from. But no, I don't think you need access to his money and he certainly doesn't need access to your money. Right. I totally agree. And that's how it works in our relationship. I totally know how much he has. Um, and likewise, he knows what I have. We're quite open um, about that. And we we sort of split expenses, um, you know, proportionately. So one person will pay mortgage. The other one will pay property taxes mm-hmm. and hydro or whatever. And yeah. it, it's worked for us. Um, but you- it's funny how some people are quite judgmental and like, ooh, that's that's really not good for you guys. Yeah, but if it works for you guys and you have your system already like in place, like who cares what anybody right. else says? I think right? that people think that their partner is going to sneak, though. You know, probably. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. If you don't, that if you can't see what's coming in and what's going out, how am I going to know what you're doing with all of our money? Because once you have it all in one account, it becomes you know your money, as in the collective your money. Sure. And and right. and that becomes that becomes a problem. Where if 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 once you start putting all the money together and it becomes our money and we both have access to our money. How do I approach you when I think that you are spending more than what you should? Yeah. Or if I'm making purchases or spent too much on on something. I don't know. What do you and Jenna do, Mocha? So after Jenna and I got married, we actually, I'm pretty sure it was right when we got married. It seems like forever now that we've done this. Yeah. But we do have a joint bank account. Yeah. Because neither of us hide purchases from one another. You know what I mean? Like there's right. no need to secretly buy something like she we know the money coming out but 
It's not like we're spending money on or excessively spending money on things. You know what I mean? Like the money yeah. goes to groceries or as Kelly said, to property tax or the mortgage. Like every day, every month kind of expenses. Now, right. if I go and I buy something online, it gets delivered to the house anyway. She's home. Like yeah. it's not like I'm hiding that I'm buying a new pair of jeans or I'm buying like gear for my camera or I'm buying, you know, something for computer accessories or whatever. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like there's no right. secret in terms of what we buy. Unlike Damon Mori, who great segue. What is your situation <laughs> with with the with money at home? He has his own bank account. I have my own bank account and we have a joint account where money from both of ours goes in for the mortgage. Outside of that, you have the uh, mind your own business rule. Really, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, what about I, things like groceries? Groceries, um, well, during the pandemic, we'll do the where you drive up. What I forget what you call it. You drive Curbside up, pickup. Curbside, <laughs> yeah. And they load it into your car and stuff, and then Matthew tends to pay for that. But if there's something that I need, I'll pick up on the way home, like hamburger buns or something like that, and I'll do that. Because I also put more in for the mortgage. I'll pay for gas for the car that I use, etc. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's, it doesn't sound like the perfect system, but, but do, it, works. it works. But do you guys argue over money? Like, is there ever why oh are you spending? Because time. you spend you spend a crazy amount of money on nonsense. And I'm yeah, but so does he. He buys shoes. Okay. So, but do you ever? So, is that ever a problem? Like. Or is it ever difficult for you to meet your figure at the end of the month of what you need to put put in no. the joint account? No, it's never difficult. No, because that comes out automatically uh, twice a month, and you know if I um, buy nonsense, then I justify it to him going, "Well, it makes me happy." You put it on the credit card, though. You don't pay cash for the nonsense. Uh, no, so I've learned about PayPal can, you know, access your bank account, which is a horrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think no, they get the money from? Maury, Maury, <laughs> PayPal can't access your bank account. You have to allow PayPal permission to access your bank account. Yeah, fingers are a-walking. Okay. <laughs> but you, you lie to Matthew about how much money you're spending on things or sometimes certain things that you buy and you just hide it, oh, place yeah. it somewhere in the condo, and then when he finds it and says, hey, what's this? You're like, oh, I've had that for years. Like there's a, a huge, this massive Andy Warhol coffee table book. It was mm -hmm. like $200. I'm like, oh, my God, it was half off. Jeez, man. Does Matthew know how much he make? Uh, yes. Do you know how much he makes? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's hard. You can't really lie about that. I mean, it's hard to... I mean, you can, but when tax stuff comes in, I mean, he looks right. through all that. D who does the taxes? We go together, you so go, it's okay. kind of hard to... You I can't gotcha. lie about that when I you're gotcha. sitting at the desk together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. you. Does Jenna know exactly how much you make, Mocha? Yeah, she yeah. totally does. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Catherine knows? Yeah, she knows. I, I think she has a like she has a rough idea. I don't uh -huh. think she knows specifically. She's never asked. Yeah. Um, I've told her in passing and like whatever, um, but it's never a topic of conversation. You say tons like, of money. I just yeah, I just say um, a ton. <laughs> oh my god. No, it's just it's just never it's just never come up because I find this is what I find and I, and I and I will say this to 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 you on the phone. I don't remember your name. What's your name again? Kelly. 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 Okay, Kelly. <laughs> Sorry. These long phone calls, man. <laughs> um, I, I will say, I will say this, Kelly, and that is for for you and anybody else listening. All of this stuff that we're talking about right now, okay, is much easier when money, paying bills, paying the mortgage or rent or whatever it is, is not a problem financially. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Uh, for people where they do struggle, where every day or at the end of every month, you are at zero and sometimes below zero and you got to build that back up, um, you know, in 30 days, that's when things do become a problem where you, you need absolute transparency and maybe it is better to have a joint bank account so you guys can kind of go at this together and form some sort of united front and just to make sure that you don't wind up in the hole at the end of the month. Or if one person is way better with money than the other person, maybe that's your job in the house. Maybe your job is to take care of the finances. Yeah. Um, but we're, right. com- we're coming at this from a place of where I don't struggle. The reality is I don't struggle to pay the mortgage every month. Mm-hmm. Catherine and I don't fight over money because one of us spent too much on something because it's just never it's just never a problem. Now, I've been in that situation and I was in that situation for a long time and it, it's really crazy and it really hurts and you really feel like you're drowning at the end of every single month and I know how I would feel if I was relying on somebody else as a partner to sort of ease the load and if we got to the end of the month and they dropped the ball, you know, and they let us down, I think that I would be furious and then I may ask to see their their bank account, you know, throughout the month to just make sure. I don't know, but we're coming at this from a place of where, you know, I've been through the struggles, I'm no longer there, but anybody who still is in the struggle, I would just say absolute transparency between you and your partner when it comes to money. Right. I I totally agree with that. I think when one partner is more of a spender, it could definitely raise issues with a separate bank account. But because my husband and I have that same mentality where we always set money aside to save for retirement, for my son's future, for his education, I think we're on the same page, even though we have separate accounts. Gotcha. Thank you so much, Kelly. We appreciate you. Not a problem. Thank you for taking my call. Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, boy. Why'd you ask me? I love (laughs) both of you. But? (laughs) Um, You know what? Certain days is a certain individual. Um, Mocha, you're funny. I love your laugh. Roz, I love your common sense. And as a parent, my child is roughly the same as Roxy. So I think I choose you. Oh, thanks. But that's I, just I, today, I, though, right? Yeah. You wouldn't even say my name at the beginning of this. You, you refer to me as a certain individual, right? And then you and then you reluctantly, you reluctantly said my name at the end of it. However, I will take the win. So thank you very much. Whatever your Not name a is. Problem. Take care, guys. Okay. I don't even remember your name. Thanks, Kelly. We love oh, you. Thanks, Kelly. Bye. <laughs> okay. Here is, this is a very long question. Oh my God. From Adil. Okay. A man wants to enter an exclusive club. Oh. But doesn't know the password, so he watches the bouncer to find out. Okay. Another man comes up. The bouncer says, 12. The second man says, 6, and is let in. Okay. A third man comes. Mm -hmm. The bouncer says, 6. The man responds with, 3, and is also let in. Mm -hmm. Thinking he had heard enough, the first man goes up to the bouncer and is told, 10. The man responds with, 5, but is denied. What should he have said and why? Okay, so the first guy goes up. uh, The bouncer says 12. 12. And the guy goes 6. And he goes, go on in. Uh And the next guy walks up and the bouncer goes 6. And the guy goes 3. And the bouncer goes, okay, go on in. And then this jabroni shows up and the bouncer goes 10. And the guy goes 5. And he goes, no. Right? Yeah. So you have to figure out, like, what the pattern is? Yeah. Interesting. You look confused, Maury. 
Well, yeah, because it should have been five. Maybe the bouncer didn't hear him. It's really loud. <laughs> Is that the answer? That's not no. the answer. No. Do you know the answer? Me? Uh-huh. Yeah, give me a second. Do you know the answer, Mocha? I'm trying to figure it out like you guys. Oh. Shem, do you know the answer? I didn't hear the question again. Oh, oh God. Because, <laughs> Shem, you're really good at these. Okay, at hold these on. Riddles. Okay, so, Shem, uh, let me... Okay, so here we go. Okay. Okay, so there's a, there's an exclusive uh, club. Guy's trying to get into this club. So he doesn't know how to get into this club. And uh, he knows you're going to be tested. That's the only thing he knows. Okay. So he watches. Not One, tested for COVID. No. One guy walks up to the bouncer to try and get into the club. The bouncer looks at this guy and goes, 12. And the guy looks at the bouncer and goes, 6. And he goes, yes, you can go on in. The next guy walks up, and the bouncer goes, 6. And the guy goes, 3. And he goes, you can go on in. And then this guy's like, okay, I get it. I know what to do. He walks up to the bouncer, and the bouncer goes, 10. And the guy goes, 5. And he goes, no, you cannot come in. I want to figure this out. So first bouncer... First time bouncer says 12. I know what it is. Man says six. Okay, and then six, and then the person says three. There's a way, there's a, there's one way to look at this question. Yeah. Where it becomes incredibly apparent. There's one way to look at is this it question. How where you it becomes, say the word apparent? No. <laughs> actually, actually, no. That has nothing to do with anything. The bouncer said 10. The man said parent. <laughs> You may go in. You you may answer. Dad. In you go. Mom. Daddy. (laughs) Ten. Okay. Daddy. (laughs) No, that is not it. Okay, hold on. So 12, and then this guy says six, and then six, and next one says three. Let me see how you wrote this question, Maury. Oh, my God, I got it. Let me see how you wrote this question. Hold on. Let me see how you wrote this question. What do you mean? Oh, you're just going off the sheet. Okay, I, I thought I saw you writing. I thought you wrote it all I'm, down. I'm underlining things. Oh, you're underlining things. Do you want a highlighter? I'm not even strong enough to move my microphone anymore. <laughs> He's so weak, bro. I know, I am. <laughs> Gyms are open now. You can go in and get soul. I know. Um, okay, I know what so, it is. Look at that low cut the shirt. I, know, I, I think I got it. I think I got it. What's that? The answer? Yeah. Okay. Ex- oh. Explain your answer first, though. Okay. 12 and um, 6 and 6 is 12. Yes. Okay. 3 plus 3 is 6. Yes. So if he says 10, 10 plus 10 is 20. So he should have said 20. Excuse me? No, nah, I don't think the, that's the it. The bouncer says 10. And I should have went 20. But the, but the first guys that let in, the bouncer said what? 12. And then what was the answer that the guy gave? 6. Okay. Which is also half of 12. But six and six is 12 because the next person was six, right? So six and six is 12. That answers the first one. But three plus three is six. That's that one. So 10 plus... Stop having me explain it. I'm confusing myself. Because you're wrong. No, but... You're trying, I, to, you're trying to explain a wrong answer. I <laughs> think I know what it is. Do you like, know what it is, Jim? I'm so confused. Okay. No, okay. No, can no, I tell okay. you what I think? Do you want me to write it down? What I think the answer is? Okay, can I give you guys can I give you guys a hint? Okay. Yes. So so here, take this piece of paper, Shem, because this is the same one that Maury has where the question is written out on it. Okay. Okay. And this is how I looked at it because I wondered how the question was written. Okay. Okay. So you have the question in front of you right now. And they use when the bouncer says twelve in the question, they put twelve as in one, two. And when the guy answers six, they write they they use the number six. 
read the question as if the numbers were written in alphabetical form as opposed to numeric form. So spell out 12, spell out six, spell out six, spell out three, spell out 10, and then you'll get your answer. Hold on. It's what? how many letters are in that spelling. Because 12 has six letters. Sorry, what? Okay. Oh, no, don't write, don't write, read, read the question. Yeah. But instead of reading the numbers 12, 6, 5, 10, yeah. as in numbers, spell those numbers out. So 12 is T-W-E-L-V-E. I think I have the answer. So he right? should have said three. N- no, I think he should have said 10. No. No, because the bouncer said 10. Oh, sorry. The bouncer said 10. Sorry. So his answer should have been? I don't get it. Maury? Three. Three. Because All right. 10 has three. Letters. T-E-N. T-E-N. So he said 12. How many letters are in 12? Six. Oh. So the answer is six. And then he said oh, six. Stupid. How many letters are in six? Three. And then he said 10, but he answered five and was not let in. What and should he have said? the answer should have been three. The answer three. should have been three. Ah. <sighs> Man, I ain't never getting in that club. <laughs> <laughs> <My> dumbass. <laughs> okay, uh, Denzel asks, would you rather go back to the age of five with all the knowledge you know now? Five? Or know everything today that your future self will learn? Oh, God. Okay, five is too young to have to have this kind of knowledge yeah but then you'd be the smartest five-year-old no because you'd no. be like horny and you'd be like like they, they put you in you'd be hospitalized <laughs> I, I, that. I just thought you could at five you'd be able to cook eggs no you'd be hospitalized no but so here's my question yeah when i go back to the age of five and i know everything that we all know now right yes do i still have the mentality of a five-year-old or do i have the mentality of a young, healthy, younger end of the demo millennial. <laughs> uh, well, that's the problem with this. Right? Right? Because like, if I'm five, like people are just like, and if I say something about something that's going to happen, right? Yes. Or something that uh, I want to invent, let's say. Right. They're going to think I'm nuts. Well, no, but the thing or no is, one's going to believe me. Most five-year-olds can't speak as well as you would be able to speak with the knowledge you have now. Right, but so then what you so then you got to age out a little bit. You got to become at least ten before people start taking you seriously as a genius. Yeah, right. And then you're going to be tested. And then, jeez, oh, I don't. But what do you do with that knowledge when you're ten, though? Like, like, and here's my other thing, Maury. Okay, here's my thing. You end up like okay? Stewie, like family. No, guy. no, 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 no. Here's my thing, Maury, with you, and even with me to a certain extent, and even and even with Mocha. I don't think I know enough or I don't think I'm smart enough to take what I already know and go back and use it for any sort of gain or good if I was to go back in time with it. It's not like I'm a genius where I'm like super smart with science and stuff where I can then go back and make a difference. Like I only know very basic things. Right. But you could be a five-year-old that knows how to build a deck. But what is that going to get me? Nobody's going to hire a five-year-old <laughs> to build a deck. <laughs> like maybe I'll make it into the Guinness Book of World Records. Right? Yeah. Like maybe I'll be a record holder. You know? <laughs> and Mocha, like I'll get the youngest on, deck yeah, builder. Like I'll get on. I'll get, I'll get on. I'll get on like Sally Jesse or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the world's youngest deck builder. And Mocha, you could be a five-year-old that takes really good pictures. People could hire you for weddings and bar mitzvahs. So what? A five-year-old photographer? Yeah. No, but like. I would say no, but I and I, because but, there's too many questions. There's 
too much to and, go and back to, to the to age of five. To stay the age you are now and, I guess, know the stuff that you're going to learn in the future, what more can you learn? Well, no, but you would know everything that you would... Well, it depends on how much you want to learn. Mm -hmm. So if you have, say, more, if you have, like, 40 more years of learning to do, but you can have all that knowledge input in you right now, think of the incredible but things... But then, if I have that now, I'm going to learn even more? Well, no, you can learn even more moving forward, but you'll already have all of that knowledge. Yeah. I, I, would, I would pick that. Yeah, yeah I would choose Why would I want to, go to stay here now... And then know everything that my future self will know. Right. Like, what are you going to do as a five-year-old, Maury, with the, like, the only knowledge that you have that you're really an expert at is how to micro-cheat online? No, I know. <laughs> but I'm an expert on things like Andy Warhol and Golden Girls. So but, what are you gonna, but what are you going to do yeah, with that? Yeah, what's that, that going to do for you as a five-year-old? As a five-year-old. Or even as a ten-year-old. No. Yeah, zero. No. no, no, no. Definitely take, I'll take the other one. Uh, Andre asks... Just started watching Sons of Anarchy, and I'm wondering why Mocha chose to name his dog after the character Tig. You know from episode two that this guy is messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Shem's in there All laughing. Right, Shem, get, it back, get back in here, please. I, now, I've never seen an episode of, uh, of Sons of Anarchy. So Have you? I Warren? watched no? the, the, the no, full no, never. season, and it's been years since I've seen an episode, but Shem, who is only now discovering the show, okay. has been binge-watching. Yes, so I, I can't remember episode two, season one, like what happened. So myself, my wife, my sister-in-law, my mother-in-law were all big fans of the show. My sister-in-law, when she got her golden retriever, mm -hmm. named him Jackson. Okay. After the lead character in the show. Gotcha. And then when we got our dog, we were like, well, we're going to keep it within like the sons kind of like <laughs> it's just so gang. weird. Right? Yeah. So that's why we named our dog Tig. Right. And then when my mother-in-law got her golden... She named him Opie. Oh, cool. <laughs> are those, those, are, <laughs> those, are, those are all characters. Yeah. Those yeah. are all characters really? so from the show. You not, if you had yours first, why not name yours I don't know. Opie? We just like Tig? We just liked the name Tig for yeah. some reason. Because that's a great dog name, too, right? But Tig's a fantastic dog. the name. series, you yeah. find out that this guy, Whoa. Tig, he's loco. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, creepy. No. Like creepy, weird. Played like, by uh, Kim Coates. Yeah, he's yeah, great. Kim yeah. I like Kim Coates a lot. Um, not because of the weirdness of the character, right. which is why we just like the name. But I can't. Can you remember episode two? Like, no, what? God, I, I've but been like watched he's, six he's, seasons in the last three weeks, so I holy really can't cow, remember. Six seasons? Yeah, in the last three and a half weeks, clearly very busy. You're like uh, my kid. You're, <laughs> you're like you're like my kid. Over over COVID, right? And even so, this is keep in mind doing school and everything else that she had to do, uh, just online from March until now. Over COVID, my kid binged. All the seasons of Gilmore Girls. Wow. Okay. All seasons of Modern Family. Oh, my God. And she binged The Flash. Wow. She finished binging um, all the seasons of Supergirl to the point of where now she has gone back and rewatching and is rewatching Supergirl. Serious. Okay. Yeah. She watches TV like Shem does where, but I, she never appears to be always sitting in front of the TV. Like she has, she does so much so other stuff. She I don't it? know where she finds the time. Like I'll like, we'll, like we'll sit and watch a couple shows together, but every now and then she'll just like sneak in an episode. Yeah. And then I, I'm, then I'm like, Hey, do you want to watch an, uh, an episode of modern family? And she's like, sure. And then she hits 
its play on her profile on you on on Netflix, and she's like twelve episodes ahead of me of where what? we last left off. Like it was crazy. So I get that girl some homework. I bro. know, I know, <laughs> I know. Done during COVID is watch the taking of Pelham one two three in Philadelphia. Wow, that's a real sexy <laughs> night. Does um, does she have a favorite episode of Modern Family just yet? Mm, I don't know. She loves. Yeah, she loves anytime. Oh my god! Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, it's, and it's so because we had to explain it to her like uh, uh, ahead of time, right? But she one she loves Gloria, yeah. Right? She loves Gloria. She loves Jay. Um, Phil is her Phil is her favorite. Um, but any time that Phil puts the turtleneck on and, <laughs> and, and yeah, right. <laughs> and he plays Clive. Clive Bixby. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. She loves Clive Bixby probably <laughs> Hello, more, <Juliana>. yes, <laughs> more than she likes any of the other characters. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, but she she oh, she so good. She loves the she loves Clive Bixby um a whole lot. So what about uh, the the Halloween episode when they were all Gloria was self conscious about her her accent? Yes. That is probably my yeah, that's a number one, one favorite episode of Modern Family. Yeah. I really love the the one where they shot it all on like iPads and iPhones. Yeah, that was much later. Could, um, would she ever watch anything like way way back, like you know, classic shows? Like what? Like you know, Gilligan's Island. Or Those something? aren't interesting to kids because they were boring television shows. Gilligan's Island was the same show every single day. Yeah, that's true. Right? I'd love to see a kid's perspective on. They like won't how watch they would it. Get off she has island. no interest in it. She has no interest. They, things have changed so much, and I know that we talked about this on the last podcast a little bit. But she has no interest in even something like Twilight. Wow. Because things have moved. They progress so far from even Twilight that something like Twilight is just not interesting to her. Oh, guys, you know what show? Because you guys talked about it. What show? Jenna and I just started watching. Which is what? And I. I'm so mad that I didn't get on this show when it first came out, but I'm also happy because we're binging it. Yeah. And I love it so much. Yeah. Succession. Oh, bro. Ooh. Right? I told you. Oh, my. Yes. Can I just say it is like the writing on it is so good. Yeah. But I love the camera work. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. unconventional. No, it's shot. Yeah, it yeah, just. It's great. It, it, Who's what, your, is, is what, it all like just handheld? Yeah, yeah. Are you on what season are you on? One I'm still, still season one. Okay, oh. so so um, far on oh, season one, who's your favorite character? Who do you like the most? Oh, um, Macaulay Culkin's little brother. Oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, oh wow. He's, wow. He's, yeah, no, I Jeez. think I think he's funny. <laughs> okay. But then but then also Greg. Yeah, uh, cousin, all, Greg. cousin Greg. Cousin Greg. Cousin Greg. Is, is, yeah. Is cousin Greg is the best. Hilarious. Yes. And then like where we are right now in the show, I kind of feel bad for God, I don't know all their names yet, but like the main the main son. Kendall. The one Kendall. Kendall, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of feel bad for him. Where yeah. I am in the uh in the season. Right. And Siobhan and Shiv, yeah. Shiv and, oh, uh, and Sh- Shiv's husband. <laughs> husband. Yeah. Tom, Tom. Okay, Tom, Tom. Name. So I'll tell you, this show ruined me for a little while because I watched season one and then and then it just ended so abruptly. And it was season two wasn't out yet. And then it, I went back to try and watch some other shows. And it was very difficult for me to get into another show because the writing in succession was just so far above and beyond everything else that I, I, had, I had a really hard time finding another show to compete on that level as far as enjoyment uh and it took me a long time and then season two came out and it just blew me away okay i'm gonna change my answer because now i'm thinking about a certain episode yeah 
So I don't like Macaulay Culkin's brother. That's my favorite. Yeah. Thinking about one specific scene in season one. Okay. Where he was alone in his office looking out at the uh, city. Uh, oh, yeah. Looking yeah. out of New York. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's not my favorite. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, yeah. Cousin Greg is my favorite. Cousin Greg. Maury. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you watch it, Maury? You I didn't watch know. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just a few more questions to get through. Uh, okay. Ashley asks, who? can't believe she's asking this question yeah i know you won't have an answer roz i definitely don't have an answer i know for sure maury's gonna have an answer okay. so this is a very maury specific question who was the last person you cyber stalked oh I <laughs> maury there's two people that i always just i mean what define cyber stalking do you really okay. want us to no, no here here no, here, here, like, here 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 I, I will define it this way i will okay. define it this way if this individual found out how much time you spend looking at their profile, they would be completely taken back. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a lot. I got like a laundry list of people like, that, I, that like, aren't even celebrities. Like, like, like these people that you should not know as much as you do about them. And the only reason you know is because you spend so much time cyber-stalking them. I would say Anthony and his manager... His manager, well, Anthony like, from Queer Eye. Anthony from okay. Queer Eye and his manager, Ben. Okay. They were just on a boat with Martha Stewart going lobster fishing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. How interesting. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hot George from, uh, that used to be when we had, before COVID, at the, from the gym. Okay. You still stock Hot George? Yeah, he was just on a bike 10 minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> fishing for lobster? Wow. Wow. Okay. And then when you go to the on Instagram, there's the magnifying glass, right? Sure, like yeah. the, always the same hot shirtless guys are always on my feed. So right. I don't know their names, but I'm always but seeing the same But do you ever ones. do the, the, the sort of cross reference? Like do you ever find not not necessarily a celebrity because they they can show you everything that they want to show you. But but what about somebody who is not famous but you found on social and then you sort of started cross-referencing where you started cross-referencing their instagram with their facebook um their facebook with their twitter and then you find out who some of their friends are that are tagged and then you start looking at their friends to find out what sort of activities this individual has done with other people and like a real deep dive into somebody oh george from the gym yeah, yeah oh definitely. wow yeah. really yeah i've done yeah i've done that yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's just getting not uncomfortable right now. On TV, you're just lying on the couch, and away you go. Uh -huh. Wow! <laughs> and you go that deep, huh? I mean, what? It's just an easy, you know, tap of a finger, like yeah. away you go. Yeah. How how lost do you get though when you're when you're in that? Oh, quite lot. Because then you start scrolling through their things, and like, let's see, you know, what does George look like five years ago? You know, and but meanwhile, you're looking at his mother's profile to find out what George looked like as a kid, though. His mother's beautiful. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all while your husband is in the next room. <laughs> so uh, Anthony asks, uh, "Did your grandmother have a go-to meal that fixed everything? For example, oh, yeah. my nonna used to make pastina soup when we were sick or even had pain." As kids, we called this medicine. Mm. Mm -hmm. My grandmother would only ever say the same thing. What are we having tonight, Nan? Well, two things. Okay. So the actual meal that she cooked more than anything else was a lovely ham. <laughs> we're having a we're having <laughs> Just a, a regular no, ham. We're having a lovely ham uh -huh. with boiled potatoes. 
Okay. A lovely hand with boiled potatoes. But anytime with my grandmother, anytime you ask my grandmother what was for dinner, right, or what was for lunch, yeah. she would either say one, you would get one of two answers. Okay. If I ever said, uh, hey, Nan, what's for dinner? She would go, on a stick. <laughs> okay. Because you never asked my grandmother what was for dinner. You yeah. got what you got. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or you would say, hey, Nan, what's for lunch? And she would go, cow's and dandelions. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> right? Can so I you never with that? You never asked uh, my grandmother what was for dinner insulting. because because you got what you got, right? Because <laughs> asking makes it seem like you have some sort of input yeah. into what she does in her kitchen, which you just didn't, right? right? So you at the end of the day, you got a lovely ham and ba- and boiled potatoes. Um, but if you ever asked her, no, no, you you got you there was no answer. Yeah. Zero answer. On a stick. On a stick <laughs> and cows. Dandelions. Do you have My grandmother makes uh, a mean roast, but um, to answer the question about, like, you know, the. What she would say to you, I'm making you a mean, <laughs> mean roast. roast. Like, remember... like a lovely ham from <laughs> grandmother? I remember my, my papa used to always, because he used to take care of me a lot, right? And yeah. he always only made. Um, canned soup, tomato soup, right? Mm, yeah. And microwavable corn with a hunk of butter on top. And then I would sit in wow. front of his smoking fan because it blew air on the back of my neck and we'd watch Fraggle Rock or something. So <laughs> so hold on here. You'd like, to be, you'd like to have the back of your neck blown while eating what? <laughs> eating microwave corn in a can of soup? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget about the hunk of butter. Right. <laughs> God, even just like visualizing what that would look like, <laughs> super weird to me. Uh, super I would weird, say, man. So, I only had one grandmother, my dad's yeah. mom, uh, and she lived in New York. So I, I saw her like maybe once a year mm-hmm. or twice a year. And my mom's mom passed away when I was, I think, like a year old. Mm-hmm. So the only other kind of like grandmother figure that I had growing up were the neighbors that we lived right next to, this old Italian couple who uh, looked after my sisters and I, mm-hmm. and they would make us call them nonna nonno. Oh. And much like Anthony, nonna's kind of like go-to recipe, like that was quick, but also uh, just made everything feel right, feel better, and you always look forward to it, yeah. was just like a, a chicken noodle soup, mm. and then with like pasta on the side. Was mm. it mean or lovely? Mm. It was lovely. It was lovely. <laughs> oh, chicken, it was, chicken it was bellissimo. Chicken noodle soup is still the best, though. Huh? It really it is. It really is. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Brandon has a question. I know we've answered this a lot, but I feel like uh, we should answer it for Brandon. Oh, I forgot to mention my grandmother's gefilte fish. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we're getting serious here. Okay. Because I just feel like Brandon needs us right now. Okay. Uh, this one is for Roz. Okay. How did you cope when your dad passed away? I recently lost my dad. Oof. He had some complications after undergoing a quadruple bypass surgery, and I wanted to get some advice from you. Um, yeah, it's hard. There, it's, there's no sort of easy way, but I, I think that what the, the grieving process, especially when you're a kid and your parent dies, because you sort of feel like a half orphan, like, like you, you're grieving because there's a loss of somebody you loved, but there's also a weird abandonment issue that you sometimes go through when when a parent dies and you feel that they've not only died but like they left you and that's a really difficult thing because that involves angry feelings Mm -hmm. um but but you're going to feel everything and i think that you allow yourself to feel everything Uh, i will say this which is what i've said to a lot of people and that is when you do lose somebody like a parent 
Uh, the only thing that I can say is that it never, it never gets better, but it does get easier. And you won't know when the day happens where it is not the only thing you think about for 24 hours in a day. Um, but I can just assure you that the days are coming where it is not the thing that you're going to think about for 24 hours a day and that you will sort of become hard to other things. I know that I identify more with people who have suffered loss than I do with anybody else. I can tell almost immediately the way somebody reacts to a situation or how they are in a crisis or how they act in an argument or how they deal with pettiness. I can tell if they've gone through something. There's a certain hardness that individuals have who have gone through a loss where things matter less mm -hmm. and things matter differently. And I gravitate towards those people. I always have a better bond with people who have gone through um, something like this, especially at a weird age, whether it's a, you losing a parent when you're young or whether it's somebody losing somebody else at a, at a time that it really shouldn't have happened at. Those things make you hard. And I think that the way to make sure that you don't remain too hard to function is that you need people in your life who offer the support and are there to remind you that there are things that are worth being happy about mm -hmm. and that there are things that are able to, you know, provide um, a temporary relief and that you can find, you can laugh and it's okay to laugh and you can watch a comedy and you can go and do something dumb and you can go and get drunk with your friends and you can go and do all these things, but you need other people in your life who's, who are going to help you get through that and, you know, I will just say that you just got to watch out that it doesn't it doesn't make you permanently numb. And the, the way that to not become permanently numb is to surround yourself with people who have your back. And but I will say again that it never gets easier, but it will get better. Sending unlimited love to you, Brandon. Thank you so much. Randomness asks if you could have one candle set. One candle scent made, what would that scent be? Oh, please. <laughs> okay. One candle scent. Like, you can't say Roz because, like, is that vanilla? You just want something that just generally smells like me? No, but like my... a little, a little bit vanilla, a little bit freshly cut lawn, a little bit <laughs> coffee, Stank. a little bit wood chips, a little bit coffee. See, because my answers were bit... going to be like uh, man after gym right. or lake. Man after gym. No, give us a like specific man. Well, I, specific listen, I, man after gym is a specific smell. But that's like that like, is a specific smell. Like it's kind of like a sweaty. Yeah. So of. is Lake. Lake's a little fishy though. Yeah. I don't know if I'd Lake's want a candle. Very fishy. Yeah. Like there's a difference between lake and ocean. Like ocean is salty, and ocean no, I like is. Lake. You like when lake? We walk by the lake. I'm like. Mm, yes. Really musty and fishy, huh? <laughs> Gross. So weird. That's so disgusting. That's so wild. Uh, no, for me, my two favorite smells have always... Oh, wet wood. Wet... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Morris' answer is wet, wet wood. wood. Uh-huh. God damn. I would say, like, I enjoy a vanilla. I enjoy a cedar wood. Oh. I enjoy a bergamot. Oh, I love bergamot. I think those are like my top three, but yeah. I would—I mean, God, what would I pick as number one? Vanilla is my favorite smell ever. Yeah, and I don't like florals; I like citruses. So anything citrus-based, I also really, really love. I love a like a lemon oil kind of thing. I like the—I oh. like the smell. I of don't that. like when candles mix scents. Like I like a 
you know, the patchouli, but I hate when yeah. it's like patchouli and this. Like, oh, see, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I I love a um, like. There's a cologne that I there's a cologne that I have, which is a Tom Ford cologne, and I think it's like rum, tobacco, and vanilla or something mm, like that. Nice. And it's uh, it's really good. But I like those two scents. Ooh. I like strong. Strong feminine sense, if that makes sense. I like I love say, vanilla. I would say tar for the candle because it bring tar brings back a lot of memories to me. Like what? Wet wood and tar <laughs> and lake and lake. <laughs> yeah. What the hell's wrong with your nose, bro? <laughs> right? For real. Fish, fishy lake, wet wood and tar. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. You're like a woman. Most women I know love the smell of gasoline. Oh, yeah, that's another mm -hmm. weird one. Yeah, that's another weird one. Women love the smell of gasoline. Oh, like when a bus goes by and you're no, like, mm. no, 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 like the gas station. Like oh, when you're like, like when you're pumping Diesel. gas, they love the smell of gasoline. My absolute favorite, I bet you it's like super simple too, is because um, I love Aria Hotel in Vegas. Oh, yes. And the scent that they have, like all these big luxury hotels, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, all over the world. Yeah. They always have, like, a signature scent when you walk into the lobby. Mm -hmm. And yep. Aria has this one particular scent. I'm pretty sure it's, like, vanilla in it. And uh, But whatever that scent is, mm -hmm. is my absolute favorite. It's so funny you say that because there's a hotel in, in, in Toronto and Ma Matthew has worked at it for a while for work. Mm -hmm. And the, their lobby smell, he wanted to buy it and they sell it, but it was like $300. Oh, but how, what do they sell it in though? Is it a candle? No, or like is an it... incense stick. Really? Yeah. But no, scents, I'm really big into scents. The problem is Catherine and I don't agree on a lot of them. And oh, that, what's her like, favorite? Or what is she, she like? Well, she is really into, like, she loves lavender, where I can't stand the Oh, smell I like lavender. lavender. It's so nice. I, I know, but careful. As a man, lavender. I read once a headline that lavender, I swear to God, that lavender makes you grow man boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your internet is different from mine, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the kind of stuff that yeah. you, you get, your search results are so wild. <laughs> it's why for a while I stopped using yeah, I know. I was just going to say, you look, like, you look like you're stuffed with lavender. <laughs> Every week on Instagram, you'll find it. Ask Ross about Ask your question. You're like Scarecrow with huge titties. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on Kiss 92.5. Kiss92.5.com. Or download the Kiss 92.5 app.